from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast, powered by Air Transat. The world's shortest IQ test is only three questions. Oh, it's called the cognitive reflection test. It's not new. It was originally part of a research paper in 2005 by MIT professor Shane Frederick. As part of the research, he had more than 3,000 people from a range of educational backgrounds complete the test. And even those attending top universities like Yale and Harvard struggled to work out all three answers. Of those who took part, only 17% managed to score three out of three on the test. Now, it's interesting. It's interesting because we have done as just straight up riddles on this show before. We've done three of these questions, two of these questions before. How'd we do? How'd we do? You did miserably on them, Maury. Okay. But I went to college. the, The first question that we did was the bat and ball riddle. Bat and ball? The bat and ball riddle. A ball and a bat cost $1.10 in total. (laughs) The bat cost $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? You mean baseball bat. Yes. That was riddle number one. And we did this. And it was was monster when we did this. We, we, it took us 45 minutes to get this. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total. The ball cost $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Yeah, okay. Maury, any, any guesses? Do you even remember doing this? No. Oh, my God. So what? A bat you, and a ball. You spent an hour of your life doing this riddle. Oh, my God. Maybe we will get to all three. Okay. <laughs> what was the next one? Uh, the next one is the lily pad riddle. So oh, in a lake, one. there's a lily pad. Every day, the lily pad doubles in size. If it takes 48 days for the lily pad to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the lily pad to cover half the lake? Half. So what's your answer? Half the lake. That's not what I'm asking. Oh. Okay. In a lake, there's a lily pad. (laughs) We did this like a week ago. In the lake, there's a lily pad. Every day, the lily pad doubles in size. Yeah. If it takes 48 days to cover the entire lake, how many days does it take for it to cover half the lake? 24. Incorrect. Okay, well, we've done this one, so let's go to okay. the next. You want me to just give you the answer to that one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. No, 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 not I, yet. What's that? No, read the third one now. The third one, this is, is this the one that one we that have. We, we haven't done. We have okay, not so done then this give one. Give Dan and Maury the answer for. for the lily pads. Lily okay, pad. Maury, if it takes 40, if it, if it doubles in size every day and it takes 48 days to cover the entire lake, mm-hmm. it would take 47 days to cover half the lake. I disagree, but move on. Okay. Okay. The, you want to tell them the baseball one? The bat and ball riddle. If, yeah. a, uh, if, a, if a bat and ball costs uh, $1.10 in total, the bat costs $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? The answer to that is $0.05. Cents. Now, here's the one that we did not get to. If it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets, 
How long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? Okay, so if it takes five machines, yeah, five minutes, yeah, to make five widgets, yes, one would assume that it's a minute a widget. <laughs> but it's <laughs> what? Are you even listening to the question? Okay. Yeah, it takes yeah. five machines. Yes. yes, to make. Why are you holding up ten then? Yeah, sorry, it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets. Right. So one would assume that it takes one minute a widget. Okay, but right? it's, it's five machines though. Right, each machine is making one of the widgets. If it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets. Yes. Five machines, five minutes to make five widgets. Yes. How long does it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? 100 minutes. Incorrect. It takes five minutes. Talk us through this, Mark. Okay, where's, so your, where's your head? Five machines. Yeah. Yes. Did you just draw a picture of a machine on your paper? <laughs> yes. How's that going to help? <laughs> also, what kind of a machine is that? It's a robot. Okay. <laughs> Stupid me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Don't be such an idiot, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, five machines, five yeah. minutes to make yeah. five minutes. So, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, like that kind of a thing. Um, Do you know how to count by fives beyond 30? <laughs> Why'd you stop 10, at 30? 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 70, 80, 85, 90, 95, Let me just 100. fill people in again if they're just joining us right now. Uh, it's the world's shortest IQ test. There was only three questions on it, two of which we've done on the show before. It was the bat and ball riddle and the lily pad riddle. Uh, the third question, however, goes like this. If it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets, how long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets. 20 minutes. 20, oh my God, Maury. 20 you, minutes. How did you figure that out? 5, 10, 15, 20. That, no. The whole 5, 10, 15 thing. No, you're wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> so do you need to group them? So five machines, five machines, five machines. Like five. Okay, so do, you want, do you want me to give you the commonly given answers that are wrong? Yes. Okay, so... The wrong answer that people give most frequently when answering this question is 100 minutes. I did that one first. Okay. Yeah, that's the most common answer that is incorrect. Mm -hmm. You also got with the lily pad um, riddle, you gave the most common incorrect answer, which was also 24. So I'm the norm. You are the norm. So what is the answer to this? Quickly, Maury. Quickly, Maury. To this 100 thingy? Yes. What is the answer? If it's not 20 we minutes, need, it's not 100 answer. minutes. And if it's five machines, five minutes, five widgets, 100 machines and 100 win minute widgets. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Is it 90 minutes? Is it 90 minutes? That's an interesting answer. they just need answer. a little bit more time? <laughs> no, more, that's not how math works. <laughs> What's the answer? The I answer have no, literally, I have no idea. If it takes five machines, <clears throat> excuse me, five minutes to make five widgets. Yes. Then it takes one machine five minutes to make one widget, as you know, right? So each machine okay. is making a widget in five minutes. You yes. said that off the top. Now, yeah. if we have 100 machines working together, then each can make a widget in five minutes. So therefore, 100 machines making 100 widgets happens yeah. in... Tw not 20 minutes, no. Five, five minutes. More, five minutes. How is that even possible? <laughs> 
And there you have it. That's the world's shortest IQ test. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Apple podcast reviews. Let me read some of these to you. And let me point out as well that we're not going through and sifting through no. reviews and only finding, <laughs> you know, the five star only positive things. No. But these are all just like straight up uh, reviews that are actually coming in. TJ9 writes this, so happy you'll be releasing two podcasts a week. That's right, because now uh, Mondays and Fridays. I listen to you guys all the time during my commutes. I've bursted out laughing on the bus and while walking around the city so many times. You guys are the best. So thank you very much, TJ9. Angel Mish 27 writes, Nurse problems. That's the subject line. Five stars as well. <laughs> I've been a huge fan of you guys for years. Unfortunately, because of my schedule, I couldn't always catch up on the show. I absolutely love the podcast and so excited that you have one more on Mondays. I'm a nurse and after a 12 hour physically, mentally, and emotionally at wow. times, draining day or night shift, I have an hour. TTC commute. I love the moment I turn on the podcast. I'm smiling and laughing and all that stress of my shift starts to go away. Uh, I even have a patient listening to you guys one night. Thank you very much, Rod and Mocha. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Thanks, Damn Rod. Spell check. Uh, we got a listener in Ottawa, Maddie T123, saying, being in Ottawa, uh, I rarely get a chance to listen to your show, so the podcast literally changed my life. And now uh, there are two a week. Cannot get any better. I love you guys. Also five stars. So thank you, Maddie. Thank you to everyone for leaving your Apple podcast It's always reviews. amazing. I love them. Yeah, feel free to drop a review, drop some, uh, some stars, and we'll read them on, uh, on episodes of the podcast as well. There are so many ways to get a hold of the Ronza Mocha Show. And we love communicating with you. At Kiss925, Twitter and Instagram. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, you can always call us at 416-870-8888 or you can text us, 925-555. Yeah. I'm going to read this text to you that we got this morning. Hey, Ronza Mocha, I'm a big fan of the show. I listen every day from the time you start at 6 until you end at 10. I also listen to your podcast on Fridays, and I'm so happy that you now release an episode on Mondays. One of my favorite things you do on the show is play games. I love Five and Seven and Pinched, but my favorite is definitely Mouth Charades because it seems <laughs> like Roz always has a hard time with the clues, even though they are so easy. <laughs> oh, shush. Can you guys play Mouth Charades this morning? Easy. It's really easy for people. Also, congrats no. on your upcoming 10-year anniversary. I was listening on August 31st, 2009 when you started. Wow. With love from your biggest fan, Mocha. Oh. Hold on, wait. Did you write all that? Yeah, it's signed for me. I sent a text this morning. Excuse me? <laughs> What just happened? Well, we're going to play Monster Raids next. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, it's been a while since we played Mouth Charades. No! Yes! Everybody oh, loves man. the Wazamoka original game, so let's have some fun and get into it. And now it's time for the game everybody loves to play! It's like charades, but you make the noise of clues with your mouth. It's Mouth Charades! So get ready, get silly, and start to make those Mouth Charades. All right, Roz, I know how much you love this game. What, you tell yeah. the people how it's played? Okay, so Mouth Charades, very much like regular charades, only there's no sort of movements involved. All the clues are given with only sounds. That's what we call it, Mouth Charades. Um... 
It will be me, Roz, against Mocha. Maury will be the clue giver for both of us, just to make it fair. Make the sounds. You will make the sounds. Now, just remember, Maury, uh, no body movements or hand motions or pantomiming, anything like that. So please, when you're giving the clues, keep your head still, your shoulders back, and maybe even sit on your hands. What is this, Just to prevent uh, any sort of accidental clue that may give it away. Mocha, do you need a pen to keep score? Uh, historically, I have not been very good at mouse charades. <laughs> no, I am clearly leading yeah, in I, the win category. Correct. Yeah, I'm not very good at this. But again, uh, knowing your limitations in life are part of life, right? So here we go. I don't, um, I don't expect to win, but I will compete. I will always so give it my best. There's going to be uh, 20 seconds on the clock. Yep. That gets signified by a ding. And then there's going to be 20 seconds of silence. At the end of that 20 seconds, you're going to hear a double buzz. Okay. All right? Yeah. Who's going first? Um, I mean, it's always, why don't we go with you? Please, I would like that. I will. Okay. I'll give you that. I actually feel confident today. <laughs> what, why is that funny? Like why is that funny? <laughs> That's the way he said it. Oh. It was like so sad. Yeah, I, I feel... I f- I okay, feel, are we ready with the first word? I feel I'm, almost confident today. I'm good to go. All right. Okay, Dan go and Maury ahead, Maury, and- That is angry dad. That is trying to hurt something. That is... You're seething. You're holding it in. You are uh, about to walk out on your family. Because you've had, hey, I, know, I know what it is. I know it is. I know it is. Oh, the, no. la- the last straw. Whoa, I'm dizzy. <laughs> that was the last straw, right? <laughs> Loud exhaust on a car. Oh, please. <laughs> all right. So, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't uh, an angry dad? No, not at all. Okay. Loud I'm exhaust his on a car. leaving his family. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next word. Okay, okay you ready? This is for Mocha here. Smoke a okay, word. Okay, go ahead. Okay, ready? Yes. And go. Hold on. Oh, okay. Sorry, the font was really small. Okay, ready? Oh, you're wasting my time! <laughs> a lighter. Oh. Uh, sizzling steak. Lighting a match. Yes! Oh! Oh! <laughs> First of all, First Way of all, that was clearly Thanks. a can of Perrier. I have no idea how you got lighting a match out of that. Didn't you hear when it strikes the box? Yeah. No, that's... that's... <laughs> okay, you too. Whatever, man. You mad, bro? No. I'm gonna get, word. I'm going to get Ju... I'm going to get... Maury, after we finish this, please call Julian Assange for me because he's got to get to the bottom of this conspiracy. <laughs> I need to I need to WikiLeak mouse charades <laughs> fast to figure out what the hell's going on. Listen, next, choking a duck, uh, a duck choking. I, uh, that, that is you're trying to tell me something, but you're speaking in like that is like. Are you sure you're not a duck? Move your head. You can't move your head. I need chewing a duck. That does sound like a duck. Scissors cutting paper. Scissors cutting paper. Yeah. <laughs> I was using construction paper. That does really... it say construction paper? No, it just says paper. It's up to me to choose what style of paper. Uh, I would argue that. Also, you did sound like a duck. Okay, what does scissors cutting regular paper sound like? No, that's not true at all. That's just, that's, you just, okay, that's, that's, then you just did baby duck. Okay. And then okay, this is construction paper. Okay. Did you get it? Like, that's the scissors closing Do on each I other. Do I get how scissors work? <laughs> okay, next word. Hold on, this is a mocha word? Okay, here. Yeah, ready? Let me, Stop hold on, it. let me read it. Stop it. 
God. Uh, a duck, an angry duck. A, uh, a boat in the water. Um, uh, a motorboat in the water. You're shaking your head back. Oh, the motorboat he moves! Yeah! Excuse ah! me. Oh my God! Oh. Because his head was going back and forth. His head was going back and forth. I've and only seen this in movies. Can I, can I, hold on now, hold on now. I may, I may need to go to the judges on this one. And the people listening right now are the judges. Okay. So I, first of all, motorboating boobs, I'm not sure of how appropriate that is, but we'll get to that in a minute. Hey! Okay, you yeah. clearly just said, after you said motorboating boobs, was because Maury was moving his head back and forth which goes oh, against the rules. Right. But how else am you, I supposed to make that particular It's just sense? a sound. What you were doing was moving your head back and That's forth how I got as the answer. if you were motorboating. With all due respect, you sound like a sore loser. With all due respect, I am a sore loser, A, but also I may be right on this. We may have to go, should we count motorboating boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very distinctive sound, by the way. I think there's probably a couple hundred See, thousand people that got motorboating boobs I without got seeing Maury's face. Is because Maury was shaking his head back and forth. And you said that, and that's why I think you maybe... You should have kept your mouth okay, shut. Okay, let's put a pin in that one. Okay. Let's put a pin in it. Okay. Well, regardless, I'm still leading one nothing. Well, right? let's not get into that. <laughs> okay, next word. Okay, yes. hold on, let me read please. it. come on. Okay. It's mouth charades, by the way, okay. everybody. Oh, a pretty girl. A pretty, uh, um, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. Um, like a fairy. Um, I, like a, a unicorn. Um, that is like a fairy godmother. Um, like a, uh, somebody's tooth fairy. That is. Um, dolphin. A dolphin! And yeah. not a pretty girl. <laughs> or a fairy. That's not how dolphins sound. Dolphins are like... <laughs> no, but no. Yes. <laughs> Roz is right. That Would is... it help you if I moved my head do, back and do forth? Do dolphin again? <sighs> Come on, man. Like, I honestly. Know. Clearly, that's a pretty girl. How do you get motorboat? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're okay. getting people that are texting in, 925 yeah. saying that motorboating does not count. Okay. My answer does not count because Maury was shaking his head back and forth. But even still, tallying up the score, I win. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Maury, you don't have to do anything else because there's no way I can possibly win again. Well, we could do one more mocha word. No, I actually don't want to. Yeah, and that is how you play Monster Raids. Oh, <laughs> oh that's such a pretty girl. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh my God, you guys kill me. Maury is the funniest person at doing those Monster Raids. I don't even know how you guys have him doing that. Okay. Keep the motorboat in. But Mocha, because he moved his head, sorry, bro. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? I It's like unanimous across the board. Everyone texting in right now. Yes. 925 Everyone is saying that uh, motorboating uh, should not, like my answer, my correct answer should not count because right. Maury was shaking his head. And especially because you said that you got it because exactly. he was, was shaking his head. Yeah. You yeah. just said that too. You, you baited yourself out. So. Yeah. 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 Somebody yeah. said, uh, I don't think he should be able to move his head. Also, I love to motorboat boobies. <laughs> What's that girl's problem? <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me right now. Oh, Dude, thank you so much for calling in. Stupid no problem, show. guys. Have a good one. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Cuba, one of the largest islands in the Caribbean and boasts almost 6,000 kilometers of coastlines. Air Transat flies to six destinations in Cuba. It's funny, as Canadians, we've known the, the sort of magical beaches of Cuba forever where other people in the world uh, are just sort of coming around to it. It's always just been Europeans and Canadians that fill the beaches yeah. of Cuba. Now you meet a lot of different kinds of people from different places in the world down in Cuba. Uh, if you're going to do it, I suggest doing like the beach and then also doing the the day trip to Havana because Ooh. that's how you really do Cuba well. Veradero, Cayo mm-hmm. Coco, Cayo Santa Maria, Hogin, Cayo Largo, oh, Cayo Largo, yeah. Santiago de Cuba. So much uh, for you to discover and vacation to find your next vacation uh, to Cuba. Go to transat.com to check out all the picks and the book now. You know what else is great about Cuba? What? The coffee. Oh, yeah, duh. Oh, oh it's the best Some coffee the best you'll ever have. Yeah, okay, let's take a phone call. Hi, Tronza Mocha. Hi, oh my gosh. Hey, who's this? <laughs> uh, this is Jessica. How are you, Jessica? I am doing so great now. How are you guys? Doing great. What are you up to? Um, I just finished my workout and I'm on my way home um, to my nine-month-old and my fiance. Oh, wow. nice. Congratulations on the yeah. baby. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what was today's routine at the gym? What are you working on today? Um, well, I'm still trying to work off all of my um, baby weight. So I have a personal trainer and he helps me out a lot with like arms and my nice baby belly. Yeah. All yeah. right. Good for you, girl. Mocha's, Mocha's working on the same thing for two years now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let me tell you, man, I have not hit the inside of a gym Literally since one week before Cruz was born. How uh, how have you found it? Like, are you? I don't want to say like how. How much did you gain, if that's appropriate to ask? But like, what's your goal here? Like, what's the mountain that you're trying to climb uh, to to get back to where you you sort of want to get to? I mean, it's really hard because I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant, yeah. more than I expected. Yeah, um, I probably gained close to like 40, 50 pounds. Sure. Um, and now I'm getting married next year. So I'm really trying my best to work it off. It's so difficult, though, because you're so busy. I'm sure both of you understand, like, having kids. Like, you just can't find time for yourself anymore. Um, But my fiancé is super helpful. So he uh, gives me my time that I need to do what I can. And I think since I've had him, I've lost about... 30, 40 pounds. Wow, that's, oh, wow. that's amazing. What yeah. are they, that's wicked, Jessica. I haven't been in a gym forever. What do they What do they have you do? Like, what are the new things? Like, when you go in there as a, as a new mom and you're like, hey, listen, I got goals, man. I got goals. What do they What do they have you do? Like, what are the, what are the steps? Um, I think you got to tell them what you want to lose, right? So, like, if I say my baby belly or my arms, like, you tell them the specifics and then they really just torture you they and they enjoy it <laughs> um, they so they make you do like around. cardio uh, weights with like minimal rest time in between uh, whatever workouts you're doing absolutely like yeah. it's non-stop like you don't get a break like if you're if you're doing your arms and then you need to take a break you're doing the stepper yeah. like you don't stop it's it's really grueling but I only go like maybe once or twice a week so sure. it's like those two hours a week that I just kill it and then the rest of the week I just you know don't do too much. Yeah, That's but you can still do light stuff at home, though. You oh, can yeah. you can put the kid in the in the baby Bjorn and walk around the block and just get your heart rate up for a little while, right? Like you can do all that totally. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's hear more you. More food than anything, though. Oh, trust me, girl. Yeah. You don't gotta yeah. tell me that. I know. 
Oh, that veal parmesan. Oh, the veal oh, parm. Mm, I had some on Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Well, Jessica, listen, we are so happy for you, and uh, we're very, very proud of you. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. I love you guys so much. I listen to your podcast religiously oh, every yeah. day, all day, and you, I've been listening to you guys forever, and oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, this is, like, insane for me. I feel like I'm talking to, like, my idols. Oh, Jessica. Oh, so, you know, we have, uh, we release our podcast episodes on Fridays. We now have an episode that gets released on Mondays. Really? Yeah. Is it on like the, the same Apple podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's yeah. amazing. So if you subscribe, then automatically to your phone, it should download on uh, Mondays and Fridays. Oh, that's amazing. That right. makes it even better. More for me. Aww. All right, girl. Well, listen, we are super, super proud of you. Keep killing it as a mom oh. and in the gym. <laughs> Thank you. All the best. And between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, geez. Um... I, I'm going to have to say I love you both. I have to start with that. Okay, but... but. I'm going to have to say Roz. Yes. I'm sorry, Mocha, but yes. I, just, I love Roz. You I don't know, that's okay. You don't it. even want to know. You don't even want to know the, 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 the joke that I had lined up if you said Mocha. You don't even, no, no, even want to really? know. Do you want me to say it and then if it's too much, you can believe it? I want, to, I want you to hear it. Okay, ask her the question again, but this yeah. time I need you to say Mocha, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. go. <laughs> Jessica, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Is that... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, come on! God. Dude! <laughs> You can't say. Okay, but I'm your favorite because I say stuff like that. Ah, but true. that's true. You had that. <laughs> you had that bullet in the chamber. <laughs> you had that bullet in the chamber, yeah, go ahead, and you were ready go to pull that oh, trigger. Go ahead. Oh go my ahead. God. Go ahead. Yes. God, yes, my love. You are a smooth, cool. Oh, dude. listen, you dog. You know what? You know what? Don't even. Don't even. Oh my God, Jessica, I love you so much. <laughs> You, uh, you are the best. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your life and your time with us. And we Absolutely. we greatly appreciate it. And uh, you just keep killing it. Okay, hon? It's my pleasure. I love you guys. Uh, love, love you, you too. too. Take care. Bye-bye. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hello, Karen. Hi. How you doing? It's Ross and Mocha. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. All right, we got your FML. Here's what it reads. Whoa. Oh, here we go. Hey, Razamoka, <laughs> fix my life. This September will be three years since I got married. Three years. Congratulations. Uh, two <laughs> weeks before my wedding, you say that your maid of honor called from the Caribbean and asked if she could borrow $700 to buy her plane ticket to come to your wedding. Now, at the time, you were saving for a house, you were still paying off the wedding, and you were 14 weeks pregnant, and you just couldn't afford to lend her the money uh, to your best friend of 17 years to come to your wedding. Now, you've stayed friends on Facebook, you say, but you have not been in contact since. And you say that I find myself wanting to talk to her to try to figure things out, but everyone in my life says I'm crazy. Am I crazy for still wanting to be friends with her so you were getting married three years ago your best friend yeah. in the caribbean called and said can i have seven hundred dollars because i can't afford a plane ticket to go to your wedding you said i actually can't give you seven hundred dollars and at that point she didn't show to your wedding and you guys haven't talked since yeah um well long story short she did live here in toronto she was going down to the caribbean for schooling yeah um she was supposed to start in january but then they found out there wasn't enough people to start so it got moved to september 
Um, but that being said, like she found out in July, so she had July until September to save money up. Mm-hmm. And she's never been good with money. And so when we would go out when she was still here, I mean, it was a little upsetting to see her drop, you know, $150 on weave and then call me and say, can I borrow $700 because I don't have the money to come to your wedding. Right. Now, did she have a conversation with you prior to not showing up to your wedding? Did she say, hey, listen, uh, I know you can't lend me the money. I really cannot afford to come. I wish I could be there to stand by your side. Um, the morning of my wedding, I woke up to a message on Facebook from her basically stating that that kind of thing, that she wishes she could be there, but, uh, um, you know, you found the right one guy. And cause I mean, she's like I said, so, 17 years, right? She's seen me with the other idiots that I was with before and yeah. so on. But so she said all that and I kind of ignored it because you know what? being pregnant i was a little over emotional with things and i thought i don't want to ruin my wedding day i have to try to just put this in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and so the next day i responded and said that you know it was really a shame that you weren't there like you should have been you've been by my side through everything else i just need some time to realize if i can get past the fact that you didn't show up for my wedding and it was something as stupid as money like if it was Hold on there a was second. A tornado hold on, going hold on. Through. Pause, pause, pause. Because your story's changing here. With what? Your story's <laughs> your story's changing. You, you, this was originally. Um, you were getting married. Your friend called from the Caribbean to say that she needed seven hundred dollars. You couldn't lend her seven hundred dollars, and you haven't talked to her since. So she reached out on your wedding day to say nice things to you, and your response to that was, "I'm going to need some time." Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, did you write her back to say, I've taken my time. I think we would like to talk about this now. Um, Honestly, a couple weeks later, there was a hurricane going through down there. So I kind of messaged her about that, made sure she was okay and everything. But not about this, though. But not about this. So this is on you. Yeah. It's not on her. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know what to say to her. And I honestly, like I said, I don't know like if things would go back to the way they were um, well first of all they won't go back to the way they were i can tell you that right now yeah because uh, i was thinking that you're the one that might need closure on this or deserves to have a conversation to talk closure but i'm starting to think that maybe it's your friend does she that think is the, that, that is the one are... that is the one that's sitting around waiting for you yeah. to approach her does she think that you guys are still friends or does she think that there may be some sort of awkwardness? Um, probably some sort of awkwardness, but I don't think she really thinks that we're friends anymore. I mean, like I said, we're friends on Facebook, but that's about it. We don't really comment or talk or say anything. Like on the, like on the surface, this sounds a, a lot less like she blew off your wedding because she's bad with money. Uh, it sounds a little bit more to me like you cut her out of your life because she didn't come to your wedding. In a way, yeah. But your reaction to all of that is what has damaged the friendship. Yeah, it's I guess not, so. It's not the fact that she couldn't be there. Yeah. Right? So, Karen, if you were to have the opportunity to speak to your friend of 17 years, that is no longer mm-hmm. your friend, what would you say? What's the exact thing that you would say to her? There's been a lot of things that have obviously happened in the last three years where I've thought of like, you know, my go-to would have been to call her or hang out with her and talk to her about it and just, you know, miss having her around. So she's going to say this. So why don't you call me? You were the one that said that you needed time. You took time and I never heard from you again. Yeah. Like if somebody owes somebody an explanation, it's you who owes her an explanation. You know her reasons. She couldn't afford a ticket. She hasn't got closure from you. She didn't show up at your wedding because she couldn't afford a plane ticket and you cut her out of your life. 
It's starting to sound like I don't think that you were the friends that you thought that you were. Yeah, because possibly. for you to so easily cut her out of your life says to me that you weren't nearly as close as you told people you were, or that you made yourself believe that you were. Yeah, and I think that the yeah. re- and I think that part of the reason that you want to get back in touch with her is not because you wanted apologies, because I think you feel guilty. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Ooh, flip the script. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, all you got to do is pick up the phone. Yep. Pick up the phone. Don't message her. Pick up the phone. Okay. Okay. Good luck. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yo, those weaves she got though, they look good. Money well spent. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, they always look good. There you go. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Karen, we love you. Thanks very much for reaching out. Yeah, thanks guys. Love you too. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Can I read you something here? Yeah. Is it a page from your diary? No. Oh. I don't have a diary. But we all know that Mercury's in retrograde, so maybe I should start one. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh when I say that. I'm going to get it when I get home. I am supportive. Uh, 40% of people say that they regret how they've lived their lives. Oh, wow. That's and a here, high number. And, and here are the top five regrets. It's decisions you make along the way, I guess, right? Yeah. So if you have a lot of regrets about decisions that you've made in your life that have led you to this point, you are not alone. Like we just said, 40% of people, according to a new survey. Now, here are the top five regrets that people have when they get to the point of where they sort of start analyzing their life. First of all, the survey found uh, that two-thirds of people are worried about their legacy and how their children are going to remember them. Yes, absolutely. Jeez. That's not what you're worried about, Maury? Your legacy? I mean, what what are you going to be remembered for, right? Right, sure, yeah. Uh, so number five of life's regrets, not being a better parent. Oh, wow. Number four is working too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Number three is not spending enough time with their family. Uh-huh. Number two is not taking better care of their health. Okay. Number one. What is the number one regret people have, Maury, when oh, they get to the point money. in their life? Maury says money. What do you say, I'm going to say not saving enough money when you were younger to plan for your future. None in the top five have anything to do with money. Oh, really? really? Nothing. Oh, is it your love life and who you marry? Number one is not traveling more. That's oh, the one thing. Yeah. That's the one thing oh, people regret say? the most. I said not you know, marrying who you're married to. Like, are, Do people regret who they married? Do you think that like the I, we were down to number one? You think the thing that people most regret is the person they married? I mean, we were just throwing like darts above, at a dartboard here. Above working too much and being a better parent, you think there's more people who regret marrying the Hold person on. they married? Maury, I, no, I'm not speaking. I'm just we're just throwing darts at a dartboard here. Yeah, but that was your dart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your dart. The dart clearly read Maury on it. <laughs> that was your dart, man. I mean, when you like, said it wasn't money, I'm like, well, what else could it be? Marriage? No. No, it's what else could it be for me? It's what you were thinking. Okay, so traveling, huh? Yes, traveling. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Taylor Swift shares a new single called The Archer after iTunes had actually leaked the title. And this, so for hardcore fans, historically, and I didn't know this until recently, that the fifth track on all of Taylor Swift's albums, fans feel are her sort of most 
honest, emotionable, emotional, vulnerable, and personal songs. So track oh. fives are always what fans gravitate towards as being the, the, the sort of most honest and vulnerable song uh, on a record. So this is Taylor's track five off her new record. It's called The Archer. Up in the Archer Upbeat kind of fun Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. I understand why she does this stuff, but this is her track five. Yeah. Right? This is the this is the emotional. It sounds kind of uh, like a little muddy. Like it hasn't it been like sounds like like it hasn't been finished yet. It reminds me of a few things, but I, I just I can't. And it's not so much this part. It's when the but it, just play for two seconds if you could. This part coming up. And I cut off my nose just to spite my face. And I hate my reflection for years and years. Because I have the song that I th- that people think that you're thinking of. This part. This part. So we got six texts from okay. people at 925 who Thank all you. said the exact same thing, which is you are thinking that the new Taylor Swift Archer song sounds like Donna Lewis, I Love You Always yes. Forever. Thank you. Yes. yes. Oh my God, you people are amazing. Yes. You. Thank you so much. I love all of you. Everybody who texts, it has been driving me nuts all morning. Oh God, this song is so great, huh? Samesies, right? Yeah, it's when it, it just—it's when it kicks in, though. Yeah. Remember this song? How pretty it was! It's gorgeous. Yeah, dude. This is this song's real. This song was great. Shoot, these both of these could be on the same record. You want to hold hands? <laughs> I may, dude. No more. Get out of here. We're having a moment. Don't need you involved. <laughs> Jesus. No wonder you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're trying to have a moment. You can't even have a moment. I love you. Oh, that's the track, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the song. So it was unanimous when people text in. Yeah. That Taylor Swift's The Archer, if it reminds you of something, it's going to remind you of... Is it Donna Lewis? Donna Lewis. Donna Lewis. I love you always forever. Here we go. Yep. 100%. Love all of you. Came through. We'll do for you. Always forever. Yo, this should be like a new theme song for each other. Everything I will do for you. Say you never love me forever. Oh, I right? jumped in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got all. It's okay. I got, I got two into it. I got two into it. <laughs> 
Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. From Mississauga, Ontario to the world. Actually, no. <laughs> to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, Simu Liu is on hold. We're going to talk to him in a sec. Yeah, from Kim's Convenience. That's where you know him from. Yeah. And you were... So over the weekend, they announced him. He's playing... God, what's the character's name? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, which is a Marvel superhero. I don't know a lot about him, but I guess you were saying that like a week ago, he was not a Marvel superhero, and oh. now he is. Yeah. In less than a week, he auditioned, got the job, and was announced at Comic-Con over the weekend. <sighs> we're going to clear everything up right now. Simu Lu, what's going on, dude? It's Razamoka. Hey, what's happening? Okay, so a week ago, you were not a Marvel superhero, and now you are. How does this happen? Oh, God. Where do I start, man? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to believe it myself. But, okay. um, so last Sunday, I flew to New York to screen test which is basically, it's like your final round audition. So we had Destin Daniel Creighton, who was the director of the film, and uh, Jonathan Schwartz, who's the Marvel executive in charge of the film. So that was, that was uh, literally, that was eight days ago, I guess now. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, my phone rings, and it's an unknown number from Burbank, California, and my mind just, like, explodes because I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling I know who it is. Jumped out of bed, picked up the phone, and uh, Kevin Feige, who, you know, you probably know is like yeah. the prolific MCU producer, architect, whatever have you, his booming voice comes down and is like, Simu, we'd love to have you play Shang-Chi. Oh now, my God. very important, you don't tell anybody. We're trying to keep this a secret. And I'm like, my, uh, my heart is, and I'm like, yes, sir. We'll let you down. <laughs> Hang up. Immediately call the parents. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did your parents say? Do they understand the importance of this role oh and God. the importance of you now joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, yeah. My parents love to um, put more pressure on me. So not only did they understand how important that was, they also, you know, because they're, they're from China and, and are very kind of deeply rooted in Chinese social media, they were like, you know that Shang-Chi is trending with 200 million tweets, right? Oh, my God. Or Weibo or whatever whatever the Twitter yeah. equivalent is over there. So apparently, like, 200 million people are talking about it. What can you tell us about Shang-Chi? Uh, probably not a whole lot, to be honest. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm I, not I familiar just... with the character. Right, right. Well, I mean, who he is in the comics is uh, he, he is, like, the son of Fu Manchu, uh, who's, who's like a super villain, but kind of hokey. Like, kind of, if you look at him, you're like, that's kind of racist. Like, <laughs> he was drawn in the 70s, and you can, sure. you can tell. Sure. Um, so I, I don't think that we'll be doing that in this movie. But uh, apart from that, you know, all I can say is it, it, we have a fantastic team, and, um, you know, they're really going to do, I don't even want to say they're going to do the source material justice. I just think that they're going to do they're going to do the story justice like, and come up with great characters. Is he a weapons guy? Is he a kung fu guy? Like, how much training are you going to have to do for this? I can neither confirm or deny any of that. I don't oh, want to lose my you. job. Guys, True, I just got hired. Just got me back in my, in my <laughs> moment for a little bit, guys. Uh, I don't want to lose it. Okay, now, so let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's say this, okay? Because you know how these Marvel worlds are. When the next time yeah. they do one of these giant pictures where it's everybody who's <laughs> starring in these Marvel movies. There's 200 of you yeah. standing on bleachers in some warehouse down in California. Every single person is in that room. With your fan knowledge of everything that Marvel has done, who's the first person that you're walking up to and what question are you asking them about the movie they did? Oh my God. That's a good question. I feel like I already did it because um, I was in the green room at Comic-Con and I went up to Tom Hiddleston and I was like, I was like... Yeah. The Loki helmet flip that you did in Ragnarok, like, 
was that improvised? And he was like, yeah, totally improvised. Oh! <laughs> that was my one question. Dude, that's great. I was actually going to guess that you were going to talk to Loki first because my first question to him would be, what the hell, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like he would be like, <laughs> specifically what? I'd be like, everything. I love Tom. Tom is like even somehow impossibly even more handsome in person than he is on screen. And I, I just like, <laughs> I have a hard time forming words when I'm around him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, have a, I have a feeling that there's still like a, a part of you that must still be in shock because this is just such monumental news and huge fans of you and you so deserve this. You're hysterical. You're talented. Uh, we couldn't be more proud of you and looking so forward to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, wait, Simo, are you still going to be... Sorry, are you still going to be filming Kim's Convenience? Yeah, I think, I think the idea is that we're going to work around it. Wow. Oh, wow. Amazing, bro. From Mississauga <laughs> yeah, to the MCU. Great. I yeah. love it. You know, you know the production team... <laughs> Yeah, baby. You know the production team on Kim's Convenience would like, if you said, hey, listen, man, I'm, I got to shoot this Marvel thing, so we're going to have to shoot Sundays on the moon. You know that they'd have to make that happen, right? Like, Yeah, they've been pretty fantastic so far. <laughs> they've been really understanding. They're like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got to go do this little indie movie with, um, with this company called Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> you know, this is a small thing. So. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to yeah, take I wouldn't worry about it too much. Dude, I'm so happy for <laughs> you, man. Like, really. Like, genuinely, you Thanks, are awesome buddy. and you are going to crush this. Yeah, we cannot wait. Simu thank Lu, you. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Moga Show, now officially part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thank you. Big fans of you both. Uh, thanks, uh, thank dude. you, take brother. Easy, take bro. care, man. The Raza Mocha Show Podcast. What did you just put on the floor in there, Maury? Uh-oh. Busted. What did you just put on the floor in there? Nothing. What did you just put on the floor? <gasps> what happened? Nothing. I was Nothing. watching you. What did you just put on the floor in there? Nothing. Maury, what just happened, sit, dude? Just so you guys know, the dynamic of the studio, and you've probably seen it in the videos, is that Moke and I sit across from each other. Maury sits in a soundproof room, but like it's just a wall of glass, so you can fully just see in. And I, Maury sits to my right, and if I'm looking at the time, or I'm looking at the television, or I'm looking at whatever else, Maury's always in my eye line. As I should be. What did you just put on the floor? Nothing. What did you just put on the floor? Bro, what, I could just like legit walk just, in there. Yeah. What did you just put on the floor? What did you think? What did you just put on the floor? I'm not going to say. Say it. Say it. What did you just put on the floor? Nose goblins. No. What did you just Boogers. put on the floor? I, I put my nose in. It, okay. it is what it is. Okay, out you go. Thank you very much. I just needed confirmation that that's what it was. That's all you need me for that's today? That's all I need you for right now. No, I'll need you more for other stuff later. But I just needed to know what you were rolling between so you your fingers. Oh, gross. <laughs> so, you're disgusting, dude. But you went in and looked. No, get yeah, out I'm of here. going to try and find it. No, I thought you, like, there was something else that you... <laughs> Oh, you're I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you though there's a part of me that when I see Maury picking his nose there's a part of Gross. me that, I, that finds it endearing because my old man was one of the best nose pickers I've ever seen in my life and so sometimes when I see Maury just doing something else in life yeah. but it's like a way of concentrating right it's like when he needs to focus on something your eyes are reading words and in order to sort of like amplify to like engage what it is you're doing you put a thumb in your nose I feel right. like you do that at home too you do that at home? You roll your boogers in between your fingers and you just toss them on the floor? Yeah, I, I'll, oh, yeah, usually. But there are three things I do. I'll either do that, gnaw on my left pinky finger. Gnaw on your left pinky finger. Show me how that looks like. Like this? I've never seen you do that. I do it all the time and Matthew yells at me going, we don't eat our limbs. Okay, so you suck your finger. Okay. Yes, yeah. and eat. Right, and eat. 
Oh yeah, I see you do that a lot. So you pick your nose, then put your finger in your mouth, and then put food in your mouth. Well, I mean, not in that order. Well, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I find it a bit endearing when I see Maury going at himself like that. Because it sort of reminds me of my dad a little bit. <laughs> How many times a day or a morning are you in there digging your nose and then flicking the boogers on the floor? Like 99% of the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, gross. yeah. My old man would be in the car. You know sometimes when you drive by somebody you know, you're going one way, they're going the other way, and you just shoot each other a wave? Sure. I was in a car one time with a friend. We were driving down my road. My old man was driving the other way. Yeah. We were passing my dad in the car, and we shoot him a wave. Yeah. And my old man had, was such a shameless nose picker that he had, so do this right now. So make like a little fist, right? Uh-huh. Put your thumb in your nose. Yeah. Put your thumb in your nose. And then turn your head slightly uh, and use the other four fingers to just wave without taking your thumb out of your nose. <laughs> you don't want to be interrupted. No, he didn't even, he didn't even take the thumb like out of his nose. He wanted to acknowledge that he saw you. 100%. He's very polite. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Storm Area 51 guy. So this yes. is the guy that created the Facebook group because this whole thing was, it was a goof, but it got out of hand. And his whole deal was Area 51 is where they keep the aliens and the spaceships, yeah. but they can't stop all of us. So why don't we storm Area 51? We'll break down the gates. We'll break down the door. We'll show me them aliens. And then <laughs> and then a, a million people signed up to go storm Area 51 and it really got out of hand. And so then he came out to say it's a goof, but now the entrepreneurial side is coming out. It started out as just from a pure stroke of imagination. It's just meant to be funny. I want to do something cool out there now that we have a bunch of people, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. I want to make it like a festival of sorts. I want to have oh a God. bunch of different music artists, oh, everybody yeah. from the EDM world, and then maybe some indie rock, maybe some smaller guys that are up and coming. Oh, I've had a yeah. lot of people DM the page, say they want to, their bands want to play there, which would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you what I'm going to do with this now. I'm going to give young bands a break. <laughs> you think the U.S. government going to let you set up shop near Area 51? Come on, man. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So uh, we may have seen uh, Marcus Stroman play his last game at Rogers Center last night with the Jays jersey on. We lost to Cleveland for nothing. Trade deadline is Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, no talks between the Jays allegedly. No talks between the Jays and Marcus Stroman have happened. Are people busted up about this? I mean... Are they, though? The Jays are 39-65 and 65 so far for the season. Yeah. I don't know if people are busted up. They're not, no one's going to start like a Stroman and Dine kind of... No. <laughs> ...campaign. No. Right? No. Does it matter that he's not a, like a, not a friendly person? Like, if he was a friendly person, I'd be... You know, oh, I, pl- I hope you stay. When has he ever not been friendly? Anytime I've ever met him, he's just been not a friendly guy. Maybe, maybe he doesn't not, like you. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like he's you. like, I wanted to, there was a time where I was waiting on the field and I was supposed to talk to him and the, the guy came over. He's like, yeah, Marcus isn't going to be doing any interviews because his dog's sick. That was the excuse so I got. And I'm so like, what? what? So, so what? I don't know. Bad taste I think it's you. Is there a what? chance that he doesn't like you? No, no, no. He doesn't Are know you just me. Uh, you just don't 
You've talked to him enough times. I Maybe he doesn't like to have you. a whole conversation. How many with him times about have you talked art? to Marcus Stroman? I had this Toronto whole Blue vision that I was going to talk to him about because he and I love the same about art. art, and I thought we were going to become best friends. Oh my god! Okay, yes, yes, yes. Hold on now. What? So more. What was the situation? What was the situation? It was for Father's, it was Day. For Father's Day, and yeah. Maury went down and interviewed a bunch of Jays for Father's Day, and for the most part, it was really fun. A lot of them played along, everything else. Um, and Marcus Stroman and Maury like the same artist, I guess. And how do you know that he likes this artist? Because he posts on Instagram, right? So okay. he posted about Mr. Brainwash. He posts about the artist I like, Cause, okay. and all this so, stuff. So, and he has some pieces that you like, right? Oh, he has the stuff I can't afford, yeah. Right. So Maury is going down there to talk to Marcus Stroman. Yeah. And Maury starts talking to him about art and... He just blew you off, right? He totally blew me off, and I was but, devastated. Maury had these visions that Marcus Stroman was going to go, oh my God, you like that guy too? And Maury's going to be like, yeah. And he's like, what part of the city do you live in? And he's like, I live right down here, just like up the street from Rogers Center. And Marcus Stroman's going to go, oh my God, me too. Listen, I wrap this up at like three, so I'll be home. Like, why don't you swing by at like 4.30? And I'd love to show you all my stuff, man. Like, Maury really thought they were going to we'll be art buddies. Of subs. Yeah. <laughs> It was yes. in my head that we were no. going to be art buddies. No. And it was gonna be he just doesn't like you, bro. No. <laughs> I thought he was going to no. give me like, the phone number to his dealer. When is the last time, Maury, somebody just sort of randomly invited you over to your, their house? Never. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. When is the, the official day that... Uh, Old Town Road becomes the longest running song at number one. It'll get announced on Monday. On Monday. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's crazy. I was thinking about that. I'm like, could you imagine Little Nas X mapping this out, what he's done with this song? So let's think for a second that this was all part of a master plan. And if it was actually pitched to you. How ridiculous it would sound or how impossible it would sound. Yeah. So let's say his plan all along was to have the longest running song at number one ever. Yeah. And then he sat that you the down. That was the goal. That That's was the, the goal. That was the end game That's right there. Yes. Right? And he sat you down and he goes, okay, so here's, here's my plan to start off, right? Okay. Is I know a lot of people don't know who I am, right? It's like, I'm not super famous. Mainstream doesn't really get me. I don't get a lot of play. So and here's a couple my, clicks on my SoundCloud. Yeah, it's like, a, you, know, you know, my SoundCloud's, you know, it's doing well. But I need, I need bigger than that. Well, how much bigger? I want to be, I want to have the number one song of all time longer than anybody else. Yeah. And I want to do it now. Okay, cool. So what's your plan? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go online. I'm going to buy a, uh, um, I'm going to buy a beat that is copyright free. I'm going to pay about 75 bucks for it. Then I'm going to throw some lyrics on it at home. I should have that done by the end of the weekend. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. So uh, who's your hotshot producer? No, I'm just going to do it. It's like, I got a laptop, bro. Like, don't even worry about it. Cool. So what's the song? So it's like, uh, I'm going to do like a country kind of thing, but with like a little bit of little bit of rap. And I think people are really going to dig that. And I really love it to be on both the pop charts and the country charts. Oh, so you don't want just the number one song of all time. You want like the number one song of all time on like multiple charts and multiple genres. Okay. He's like, yeah, that's my goal. And then I'm going to get some controversy behind me because people have controversy. So the, 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 the country people aren't going to like my track. So here's my solution to that. Are you ready for this? Everyone loves a collaboration. And they're like, oh, Nas, who you got? And he's like, Billy Ray Cyrus. 
<laughs> like, okay, cool. So that's part of your plan as well. All right, I get that. Because then the song's really going to take off. And uh, then I'm going to start showing up in like schools with children because really the song's a novelty track. And I'm thinking I'm going to go to award shows with like yellow leather tassel jackets and no shirts. That's really, people really love that look. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, if you're ready for this, when I strongly have one foot planted in the rap world and one foot planted in the country world, I'm going to come out as gay. (laughs) And it's not going to affect anything. And then, a couple weeks later, I will have the number one song of all time on the charts, beating out everybody else. Nobody can touch it. In total, it's me, Yellow Leather, Billy Ray Cyrus, $75 for a beat. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it would not, doesn't make sense. And some record exec is looking at him like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, kid. It doesn't make sense, not this at song. All. It's it- Baby Shark, but only like... You, you took like like you, level you, up just yeah, like a little bit like a little two. bit yeah like you're leveling up baby shark like a little bit and we had talked about this yesterday from the time that Lil Nas X Old Town Road hit number one on the charts yeah you've had massive artists who sell out arenas <laughs> worldwide yeah release records that only peaked at number two and, you and the song them preventing them from reaching number one where typically they would reach number one. Yeah. Old Town Road. So people like Taylor Swift released two songs. Yes. Ed Sheeran released like six songs. Killed them. Shawn Mendes released See ya. two songs. Billie Eilish, Post Malone. Who cares? Like these are all Not gonna big happen. artists who get like play on radio Bro. and on iTunes and Spotify like millions and millions and millions of times Bro. and all these hot ass songs could only achieve number two status yeah. because for the past 16 going on 17 weeks Old Town Road is at number one. Dude, it's it's everything that this guy has done is like you look at it and you're like well that's not gonna be you know, that's sort of a gamble or a risk at this point in your career. But every decision that little Nas X has made <laughs> has been the absolute perfect decision. Yeah. It's the, he's made the perfect choices. Hey, is it true he's got a song out called Panini? Like Panini is in a sandwich? I think so. Come on. I think he's got a song called Come Panini. On. So if Come that's on. if that's part of the master plan. Come on. I'm gonna sure. follow up Old Town Road with a delicious toasted Italian sandwich. <laughs> don't question. Don't question. No, you're right. You can't question the process. No, you're right. No, you're right. He's on a roll. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I watched Big Little Lies last night. Oh my god, don't tell me what happened. I didn't watch it yet. It was the season finale, right? So here's my thing is that I it's still trending on Twitter right now. I watched it and it was so incredible. Yeah. But I didn't I, I wasn't prepared for the fact that it was the season finale. Oh it, really? It, no, I didn't know. So it because it's episode seven. Yeah. And I just assumed in my head eight, because why not? Sure. Right? Nice round number. Nice round number. That's what people normally do. Mm. But I didn't know it was a season finale. So I wasn't mentally watching the show in the sense that this is the wrap up. Like this is the thing. I'm watching the show figuring out what they're going to then do in the finale. 
Oh. Right? So as I'm watching this show, I'm trying to write the sort of resolution to everything and how this may all play out in episode eight. So I watched episode seven. I enjoyed it. It's incredible. Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman is like, I don't know how... I don't know how you you have to create more awards shows to give these two all the awards that they deserve for episode seven. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I sh- I oh, could dude, have. Really? Yeah, because I was obsessed at, m- at moments of where are they going to go with this? Like, what's next? So I will on the flip side. Last week's episode, episode six. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought that that was the season finale. Oh, oh no. Thinking that, okay, they'll give us six episodes now. Yeah. They'll film another six, let's say, or whatever. Yeah. And then continue the show. Do like a part two of season two. No, because they've already said that it's but not happening. But they've said that it's not happening. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you, after you watch episode seven. Yeah. After reading the headlines of there will be no season three. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I know. Because there's so many... See, again, I didn't watch last night's, last night's episode, Dude. but based on last week's episode, Dude. episode six, yeah. I'm like, there are, like, yeah, no, like, there's, like, six things that need to be wrapped up. When it comes to courtroom drama, there have been some incredible actors who have done that sort of quintessential courtroom scene where there were somebody's on the stand and they're being cross-examined and there's a personal relationship or some sort of vendetta between the prosecutor and the witness and it is played out in movies and television shows extraordinarily like people have written incredible courtroom drama mm-hmm. the scene last night in the finale of Big oh my Little god Lies dude, I can't wait Come with on, nicole stop. kidman and meryl streep yeah is like it's right up there as one of the best i've ever seen okay like right now and i mean like if it's not one of the greatest courtroom scenes i've ever seen i'm like i'm i'm, I'm having a difficult time trying to figure out a better one we just started the show you're about to make me leave the show yeah and go home just so i can okay. watch this episode well, we should play nine songs in a row and <laughs> to give me time to get home? Yeah. No, just watch it here. <laughs> Find it now, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Big Little Lies, so good. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. How are you, Aiden? I'm not too bad, how are you? Good, man. Uh, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you so much, thanks for calling me. Uh, how old are you, Aiden? I am 34 going on 65. There you go. Samesies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that new face app. Uh, <laughs> you, you can, right? That face app, old guy filter. The future does not look bright, my friends. No. Okay, so uh, you wrote us this for Raza Mocha's family reunion. Uh, you said that you and your dad are lifelong supporters of your local football soccer club. Uh, so help me say this here. Is it Wolverhampton? Nailed it. Nailed it. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, two years ago, you guys were supposed to fly home. Where's home? Uh, back to England, uh, the West Midlands of England. Okay, cool. And he's here as well. He's in Canada? He is, yeah. Okay, but you guys were supposed to go back and uh, and catch a game, right? That's right. And that didn't happen. Why didn't that happen? Well, that didn't happen. We, uh, we were actually expecting our second child at that time. Okay. Um, and uh, the way the first pregnancy went, which I'm sure we'll get into, uh, 
Uh, I didn't want to obviously miss anything. And obviously there was much more important things going on. And so how did the first pregnancy go? First pregnancy, my wife was, everything was going well. And then about five months in, she actually, uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, zero warning signs, got pancreatitis. Oh no, my God. Uh, I rushed home from work one day because she just wasn't responding. Uh, I get home and she's screaming and crying on the end of the bed. I rush her into the hospital. They have no idea what's going on. They give her some morphine to deal with the pain. The moment the morphine went into her veins, I watched her eyes roll back and essentially watched my wife die in front of me. Oh my God, um, dude. And then it was literally like you see in those uh, kind of ER type shows. Every doctor in the hospital rushed down. They put her into one of those uh, trauma center rooms. Uh, the next day, they did a surgery to remove three of four parathyroids in her neck. Uh, there and caused pancreatitis in her stomach, right. in her pancreas. Mm -hmm. There was one other time in the hospital as well during a coma. She was in a coma for about three days. Um, and there was one other time where she flatlined again. Um, and they talked about removing my son at that point. Um, all in all, she stayed at McMaster Hospital for three weeks. Terrible, scary situation. And then uh, they cured her and a couple surgeries and everybody came out of it perfectly fine. So it makes... Oh it, my God, dude. <laughs> so, so your wife it's is fine. Your wife is you, movie, your yeah. wife is good now and you got two kids, right? Two beautiful kids and okay. my wife is perfectly healthy. Yeah. So after hearing that horrific story and everything that your poor wife went through, it makes perfect sense that you want to do this trip with your dad. To watch to watch a soccer <laughs> match. Yeah, to go to go watch soccer with your dad. Yeah. Like the important know, things in life, right? The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh about your about your dad. Happy everybody's doing well at home. Uh about your dad. So uh, you said that your dad's been going through a lot. He's got blood clots. He almost lost both his legs. This sort of thing of you two doing this trip to go and see the Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, is a is a is a bucket list thing for you and your pops, right? <laughs> like football is what's kind of brought our family together, and it's um, it's something that's it's it's beyond a passion. Um, it's it's what we talk about. It's what we do. It's what we are. My dad used to play semi professional back in England. Mm -hmm. um, Everything I know has been taught to me through the beautiful game. Um, my dad is an inspiration to me, and and everything that uh, everything that he's kind of taught me, and all the leadership, and um, you know, being humble and 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 being respectful, and everything like that has kind of been brought to us from the game. How does so, your How does your wife feel about this bucket list trip that you want to take with your dad? My wife knows how much my dad means to me. My dad is um, sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. My dad is. Uh, my dad's special. He's, uh, he's my inspiration. He teaches me everything. He's always there for me. Uh, my wife would love for me to do this with my dad. Uh, and this is some family members that we, you know, have never seen together. Um, mm. we've never gone back to England together. So my wife is all for it. Hey, Aiden. Uh, the yes, way sir. you talk about your dad is the way I feel about my dad. I'm actually getting tears in my eyes right now because <laughs> I also hope that one day uh, my son Cruz, a new baby on the way, will mm -hmm. hopefully uh, feel and, and speak about me. Mocha, I wanted to start this conversation by congratulating you and your wife, Jenna. Oh, thanks, dude. Uh, everybody, I've heard some of the comments. I listen to the podcast religiously. I start before you guys get in, so <laughs> I don't typically listen to the radio show, but uh, I know everybody's been kind of warning you about, uh, about two boys. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's nuts. There's nothing better. Ah, oh, dude. Uh, well, listen, Aiden. Yeah, you're going to be able to continue this conversation with your dad when you're watching soccer in England. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, man.
Oh, my goodness. The Ron Zamoga Show and Air Transat are sending you and your father home. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say. I've never won anything in my life, and this is, this is beyond anything I've ever imagined. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Air Transat. This means the world to me. Nah, you mean the world to us, man. Thank you, Aiden. Oh, you know thanks, we love guys. you, brother. No, and I love you guys, too. You guys are honestly, you guys are an inspiration in many, many ways. Please keep doing what you're doing. You guys mean a lot to everybody. Nah, you got it, man. You got it. Enjoy the trip, okay? Enjoy the time oh, with your pops. Thank you guys so much. I will. I'll oh, wait, wait. Uh, before we let you go, uh, do, do the Wolverine Wanderer, or sorry, Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers, do they have like a special cheer or a chant? <laughs> well, you could just say three simple words. It's just Wolves a we. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate everything that you guys do, and, and this is beyond everything I've ever imagined. Thank nah, you so much. You're cool, man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh oh. What's wrong? Mercury's in retrograde. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it really matters to Catherine. So I have to, as a loving partner, yeah, who tries to understand her likes and desires and interests, yeah, I have to be mindful of so do I do? the period when Mercury's in retrograde. Do I have to board up the house or something? No, no, no. She's, it's not I have like to go a, to the bank and pull no, out all my money? No, it's not uh, It's not Y2K and she's not a werewolf. Okay. Okay. It's, what, uh, I, I don't know what it does to people, but she will yeah. often blame things that happen in life because Mercury's in retrograde. So something terrible will happen. She'll have an awful day. Yeah. And I say this from the heart, like I'm not goofing on my on my lady. Okay, okay? I, I say this like as a loving partner. She'll have a terrible day. Yeah, she'll come home, and I'll do my best. Right, get her a Perrier, put the kettle on. I'll do I'll do everything, and then she'll sit on the couch and she'll pick up her phone and she'll go, "Oh, it makes so much sense." And I'm like, "What makes so much sense?" She's like, "I should have known. Mercury's in retrograde." <laughs> And then now, I go, is she saying it for serious? Yes. Okay. 100% serious. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then I, because I know nothing about this stuff, yeah. I have to go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to have that conversation. I don't know what it means when Mercury's in retrograde. But if she ta- I don't want to know what it oh, means okay. when Mercury's in well, retrograde. Well, you just answer my question. <laughs> yes. Because right? if she brings it up so much, you should actually at least spend a minute no. looking it up to see what it means. But then you don't want to get roped into a conversation. Okay, so one of the things I learned about being a supportive partner is is this, okay? You don't have to be into their stuff. You just have to be there for them when they're into their stuff. Right? So I'm yeah. not I'm not going to ignore the things that she's into that I don't know about or don't care about, but I'm there to support her when she is interested showing interest in those things or those things bother her or those things are now suddenly prevalent in her life. I'm there for her. You know what, though? What? It totally makes sense that she would be saying that because according to the Farmer's Almanac, yes, the Mercury retrograde dates for 2019, Yeah, there are three, I guess, like cycles. Right. We've passed one already. Yeah. Which went from March 5th to March 28th. Yeah. And again, don't ask me what this means because I don't know. We're okay. in one right now. I knew it. It started on July 8th it. and it goes until August 1st. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Yesterday in my house, I almost said there was so much stuff going on in my house yesterday yeah. that I almost said, are you sure Mercury's not in retrograde, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Just to score points. But I didn't. Well, 
I now didn't. you know that until August 1st, oh. when bad things happen, it's yeah. because of this retrograde of Mercury. Okay. Because we're in that cycle. Yes. The next cycle is October 31st until right. November 20th. And again, if you believe in this stuff, I'm not goofing on you, okay? But I'm it makes just, sense. It doesn't make sense. None it of it makes, makes sense. sense. No, we're it in the cycle. No, it doesn't. Okay, and anytime she sees a tweet, every uh, Lady Gaga will sometimes tweet about Mercury being in retrograde, yeah. and Catherine will hold up her phone and go, "See, see, it's not just me." <laughs> <laughs> Ross and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Ross and Mocha got you. Hey, Alan, how you doing? It's Ron Zamoka. Good morning, Ron Zamoka. How are you guys? Good, buddy. All right, we're going to try to help fix your life. Uh, so, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Alan, you wrote us this, um, Ron Zamoka FML. Uh, I love my groomsmen. They're my best friends, and we've all been really close now for over five years. As of late, I've noticed a bit of a divide. My best man, another groomsman, and I see each other often and make the effort, but the other two are doing their own thing and are seemingly pulling back away from the rest of us. How do I try and reel them back in? Alan, how old are you? Uh, 34. 34. And the the rest of the groomsmen in and around the same age? In and around the same age, yeah. Okay, so when you say that they're the, the two are pulling away, is this in terms of uh, overall, general, your friendship, or they're pulling away when you guys are getting together, talking like wedding stuff? Uh, it's a little bit of both, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, since we got married, they've been kind of doing their own thing with, uh, with like a, a side project of their own. And it's it's not so much jealousy as it is just a little bit of a notice thing. Like, Hey, we were a group before we used to do all of these things together. And now those guys are doing a thing just between the two of them. Yeah. Is there a chance that maybe after they got married, they just have a couple of things a little bit more in common. I mean, it might be, I, that's definitely a possibility, but I, I'm still trying to hold on to the idea that we all hang out as a group and maybe that's uh, more of an issue with me than it is with them. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Do all the groomsmen like the woman you're married? <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. I just, hope so. I'm asking, man, because this is what happens yeah. a lot. Um, right. You know, and you also have to take into account what's going on in, pe- in people's lives, especially with groomsmen. More so, I think, that with groomsmen than with bridesmaids. Because with groomsmen, you, you're going to get a lot of guys that they'll be there for you, okay, when it's game time. Right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be there for you at the bachelor party if you're having that. And they're going to be there for you on the wedding day, okay? But the the sort of lead up to all of that, the work involved, isn't interesting to guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Now, that is the sort of groomsmen responsibilities. But but to, to say that they're also pulling back a little bit uh, from your friendship, I don't know if I would be super worried about that. Because, you know, guys are different. Guys can go without talking to each other for a real long time and then you just get together and you don't even acknowledge the fact that you guys haven't talked together in a real long time. Everything just sort of goes back to normal. Yeah. I think just I think life happens. Now, um, having a conversation with these guys, and I, I don't know if I would do it in uh, as a group. I may pull them aside individually if you are you know, so concerned, but I would let them know how you're feeling because oftentimes they may not even know that you feel that they're pulling away. They may feel Fair. that they may feel that they're right there with you they're just busy fair like i don't think that it's to me it doesn't sound malicious like if they like the woman you're marrying uh they haven't you know had a a romantic affair with one of the bridesmaids and then they've just Whoa. recently and then, and then they recently <laughs> broke up no 
you know, there's a lot of there's a lot I was of like, this. Hope not. Believe me, there's a, I, I haven't thought about that until now. Okay, bro. There's a million and one reasons a groomsman can ruin ruin a wedding. Okay, we <laughs> we all know that, and we've and we've all seen that. Uh, yeah. But no, I think that you can have this conversation with them. I think that you guys are adults, and and you're you're friends enough that you know you ask them to be your groomsman but i think that when it comes to something like chastising a bridesmaid or a groomsman i i think that you have to look at the long game and if you have this conversation with them and it works out that's great but if you have this conversation and it ends your friendship they shouldn't have been a groomsman anyway i have a feeling alan you're going to talk to these guys and it's literally going to be absolutely nothing other than they're busy that's fair and, and i'm hoping that it is but it's, yeah, it's one of those so. things for like i'm 34 and i'm i'm really uh, it's trying to make friends at like at past a certain age is kind of difficult. You lose your window. So kind of, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. And are these are these later in life friends? Like you guys weren't you guys didn't grow up together, right? No, well one of them I did and the yeah. other ones are later in life friends. There's oh. like uh, 20 oh, okay. like 25, 26 year old, but then like we we weren't like uh we weren't high school friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do have a quick follow-up question. Oh yeah. yeah. With with you Mocha, I know that when you got married, uh, like are you still really close with your groupsmen too? Uh well, I only had one, I asked my dad to be my best man. Right. <laughs> and that was it. I had like friends that showed up the morning uh, that I got married as if they were groomsmen, I guess, just mm -hmm. to like hang out, have a couple of drinks, have something to eat and just like kick it. Um, right. And I would say out of all of them, one I don't speak with anymore. Okay. But the rest of them I do, like all the time still. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. So there you go. You, you, I think you're good. I think you're good. I think you can have this conversation. I think it's going to go okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. Guys. All right. All right bro. Thanks, Alan. Take, Take care, care, bro. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Hello? Yo, Dan, it's Razamoka. How are you, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. So we got your text, and I want you to uh, explain to Roz and everybody else what it is you said via the text, okay? So it starts out like this. I hear every morning the question, who's your favorite, Roz or Mocha? And I thought I would give my opinion. Yeah. All right, Dan, go for it. Yeah, so basically, I mean, like, I, I just look at it as, like, my group of friends. For example, my group of friends, we have that one friend that, you know, your friends with since high school, you love the guy, he's lovable, and that'd be Dan and Maury. And then you got, um, so Mocha, a great guy, lovable, you can go chill with this guy anytime, have a drink. Hell yeah! Go to the movies, you know what I mean? Sure, all hands. One of those guys you can just, like, kick back and relax with, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. And then you got Roz. So Roz is that guy, he's like, you know, he's the head guy of the group. <laughs> Says it how it is. <laughs> Nobody messes with him. You come into your group, he'll tell it straight to your face. Yeah. He's a savage like that, that's you know? exactly me. That's exactly me. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, man. That's Top how dog. I see it. And I think of my group of friends, right? Yeah. I like you. What's your name? Dan. Dan. I like Dan. Dan's got my number, man. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, Dan, we appreciate you texting in. And more importantly, we appreciate the fact that you listen to the Razamoka show. <laughs> No problem, man. Thank you. All right. Enjoy right your on. day. Much love, bro. Yeah. You guys have a good day. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. When's the last time you cried? <sighs> I think two years ago. Yeah. The day my son was born. The oh, that's Cruz that's the last born. time. You haven't cried since then? I don't think it's so. It's all downhill, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've come close to crying. Yeah. Just, uh... Yeah, I almost cry almost every day. Commercials, dumb commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. Or you hear um, sad stories about 
families or kids or something like that. So apparently crying, they say, in a sort of roundabout way, uh, can be good for your health. So what they found out was that people who just let the tears flow yeah. had lower levels of stress, more controlled breathing, and actually lower heart rates than people who didn't cry. Really? Yeah. I cry all the time, but I find it impossible when I want to cry to cry. It's because you're not a good actor. That's why your agent fired you. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> My plan was to just launch into a giant tirade oh, no. of hurtful things that I could say to you uh, to see if I could get you to cry to prove oh, the point. Damn. Have you called your mother about all this? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come on. That's funny. Come on. If you don't know, Maury's mom isn't in his life. Uh, touch them all, Joe. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Lion King. Lion King. I was just going to get to I was going to say, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> no, but you do cry a lot, though, Maury. I can watch a show for the 13th time and still cry. Yeah. It's and, unbelievable. Well, I sort of, but I'm a little envious of that, though. I'm a little envious of that because I always get right to the point of where I'm almost crying and then I just never do. It's like my body just won't let me because your body, we our bodies protect ourselves from danger, right? Yeah. And so for me, crossing that sort of threshold into actual sobbing tears is a vulnerable position so to be in. The last time you cried? The last time I cried? Yeah. Actually, God, you know what? I don't. Now I that don't. I think about it, I don't the last remember. time was not the day my son was born. The last time was actually January, yeah, where uh, a close family friend's grandparent passed away right. who we knew. I gotcha. Yeah. Man, I bawled that day. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Stuff like that's sad. Do you, are you a contagious crier? If you see somebody else crying, you'll start crying? Uh, no, but if I see somebody else crying, it depends on the situation. Yeah. It depends on the situation. Oh, like you've sorry. sat in here, you cried over friggin' Gord Martineau of City News. <laughs> Being like, he's a lovely man. He's fantastic. But when they when they let him go, Maury no. was like, hold on. When they let him go and wouldn't give him the time on TV to say goodbye, Maury thought that was that, and he cried. <laughs> Like, you've cried in here enough times, bro. Yeah, you've cried in here a lot. But no, I always, my body, like you protect yourself from being vulnerable or from being exposed. And I always get right to that point of where I'm almost crying and then I, yeah. and something just stops me. Like the, 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 the defense mechanism that is built into all of us sort of kicks in yeah. and prevents me from kind of crossing that threshold where, where I don't mind going there. Like it's not like I think emotion, being emotional is weak or anything like that because I actually think the exact opposite of that. But it's just I have a, thing that prevents me from mm. getting to the point of of sobbing and uh, I think if I were to see you cry I'd probably I'd probably cry yeah yeah you then you would know because you would know if something's making me cry yeah then something devastating must have happened and For you're sure. an emotional guy so you oh. would just automatically start I, crying yeah. because I would be like oh man my buddy's like in yeah. so much pain. Are you, right now. are you an ugly crier or do you just I don't cry? know more. Honestly, oh. I'm not like I'm not trying to goof. I don't even know. Like I don't know what I look like when I cry. 
I think everybody's an ugly crier. Yeah. I don't know right? how uh, crying itself is sort of like your face contorts and it gets all wet. And, yeah. Yeah. Like it's not a pretty thing. Sometimes you get the people who like get runny nose, like a super y- runny nose. Yeah. Like if there's ugly cry, then if you're going to classify something as ugly cry. Every th- cry th- is an ugly cry. Then you have to also classify something as pretty cry, <laughs> which I've like, never seen a pretty pr- cry. Well, nobody. Exactly. Right? So crying You've in itself. You've never heard someone say, oh man, what a pretty cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> no. Like, it's not exist. <laughs> but anyway, whether you cry ugly or cry pretty, uh, they say that you have uh, less stress, more controlled breathing, and an actual lower heart rate than those of us who uh, don't cry. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Back to the future? Hell yeah. Okay. Hold on. You turn time circuits on. <laughs> Where are we going to? I need to know. Are we going to the past or are we going to the future? Ooh. Let me see what the time circuit say. Oh, we're staying in the present. Oh. Uh, there's a guy in Toronto who paid a million bucks for those Marty McFly self-lacing Nike shoes. From that Back guy's in, in Toronto? Yeah. You know what's funny is I saw that the other day and I didn't click on it because I don't want to know any more than I already know that somebody paid a million dollars for the Marty McFly shoes. Yeah. So Sotheby's held their first ever sneaker auction in New York last week. And out of the 100 items that were up for auction, yeah, an advertising guy by the name of Miles Nadal, 850,000 U.S., which is roughly 1.1 oh million God. Canadian. Yeah, the starting bid yeah. was eighty thousand dollars, and it went he and he stuck and with he, that all the way up to eight hundred thousand. He paid that money. You gotta be kidding me! Now, what, what's the significance of these? Are they the actual ones from the movie, or yeah, these are ones, they replicas? Or? No, I think these ones were uh, replicas, and only a handful of them were made. Okay, and this particular set, nobody had ever like put their foot in it and like laced oh, it up. Virgin. They've never been worn. They've never touched soil. Oh, gorgeous! Anything like that? Okay. So that's why they were worth so much. And he told reporters that he was gonna put the sneakers on display at his Dare to Dream Automobile Museum in Toronto. What does this guy do for a living? Advertising. Advertising? Yeah. Can you make that kind of money in advertising? I guess so. You lying to people like that. <laughs> but there you go. A million bucks for those Marty McFly back in the future too. Nike self-lacing sneakers. Jeez, man. And he's not even going to wear them. He's not going to wear them. Oh, his mom would be so disappointed in him. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh Hey, did you see this um, (sighs) petition this woman in Toronto is starting? Yeah. Uh, To do what? Listen to this. Man, a Toronto you guys woman who's co- no, 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 no. Listen oh, to this. Never mind. I'm actually behind this one. Oh. A Toronto woman who's calling on the province to find people who call 911 to complain about Amber Alerts oh. is getting a lot of support. Her goal right now is 75,000 signatures. She's currently sitting at 62,410. What do you do when you find them? Oh, did you say fine or find? Fine, fine. Oh, I thought you said, fi- I said find no, them. No. I'm like, like I'm, I don't support that. Not find them and like beat them up oh, or something. Oh, find them. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. in the five times ever since the Amber Alert came out, yeah. where we get the notification on our phone, right? And it interrupts everything. Radio, television, everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, all five times, people have 
both tweeted, but more importantly, have called 911 yeah. to complain about the Amber Alerts and like waking them up, especially if it happens in the middle of the night and if they live not in the vicinity of where the Amber Alert originated from, uh, and tying up 911 lines to complain. It's the, I'll tell you, part of the the problem with that is people always in in situations where there's a, a sort of precedent already, and that is. In the U.S., I don't know if it's all over the U.S., but I know it's in a lot of the U.S., you have the option of opting out of receiving Amber Alerts. Mm. And so when people see that, they want also the ability to opt out of receiving Amber Alerts. And I don't know why you would want to opt out of Amber Alerts. I I wouldn't want to. I, I think that a lot of people get pissy because... They live in Mimico and they're woken up in the middle of the night because a kid went missing in Sault Ste. Marie. Sure. And they feel that it has nothing to do with them. But the only thing I ever think about when it comes to Amber Alerts is if somebody said, if my kid or your kid or anybody else's kid went missing and somebody was like, you know what I can do? I can let everybody in this world know right now. Of course you would. You'd be like, yes, please. Yeah. And the idea that somebody would want to opt out of not even being able to help, but just being aware. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause you, you've been, you've driven into work before where an Amber Alert went off and you don't change your routine or anything like that. But when you pass that blue Toyota, you're like, oh my God, was that that blue Toyota? Yeah. And then it wasn't. And then you just come into work and you live your life. But it just makes you aware. Sure, you pay right? attention. It like, makes you aware. And you never think that the Amber Alert, when you get that message on your phone, that it's going to be within your vicinity of living or your travels yeah, to and from wherever it is you're going. But the last one, for example, that happened when uh, the Amber Alert went out for those two young kids who were with their grandfather. Yeah. And the last time they were seen was up at a mall in Newmarket. When I yeah. saw that notification, again, you never think it's going to be in your area. I live like five minutes away from where that mall is now. Yeah. So on my drive into work before they found the grandfather and the kids, thank God, you know, I was keeping my eye out for for the vehicle I, that yeah, they were I, looking I, for. No, I right? know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, so because I think in the States, hold on here, I'm trying to figure out where, where this is. Um, but there are places where you're allowed to opt out and I think that that's what, that's what people want. And I don't know why you would want to, really. Yeah, I don't agree with that. You know, I don't think you should. But yeah, I don't know. But it's you can't force people to do things. Yeah, and I, it's a, it's such a terrible thing to even have a conversation about because really we shouldn't be this passionately about being woken up in the middle of the night because somebody told you that a kid's missing. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, you know. But I'm behind this petition. I like that uh, this woman from Toronto. Her name is Dalia Monticelli. So I'm happy she started it, and I, I hope it gets the attention that it deserves. And I hope the province is paying attention to this story. And again, she's her goal is. 75,000 signatures. She's at 62,000, over 62,000 right now. So, um... But I don't think you punish. Like I don't know. I, I mean, I know you. I know it, it ties up nine one one and everything else. But I don't. I don't know. You, can you start fining people for complaining? I don't. I know. guess you're fining I them for know. misusing nine one one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just unfortunate. But you don't want to start throwing fines at people for stuff. Like I don't want to live in that world either. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. Well, at least we're having the conversation on a bigger platform, and hopefully the the attention uh, that it deserves is out there now, and people are paying attention and reading up on this story. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
get uh, woken up at three o'clock this morning with the Amber Alert? No, because I and and I don't mean to sound flippant about this, but it's as easy as just not leaving your sound turned on on your phone when you go to bed. I wake up in the morning and I see the mm-hmm. alert on my phone and I read it. Yeah. But I don't get woken up because I don't have my ringer on. I wake up, my, I have two alarms. My first goes off at 3 o'clock anyway. Yeah. And then my second one at 3.15. Yeah. And at the time that my... I just assumed it was just my regular alarm going off at 3. Yeah. And then I saw it was the Amber Alert, and then I got the second notification at like 3.36. So do you leave your sound on when you go to bed? No, I put phone? my phone on silent mode, but I still get the alert. It doesn't make an audible noise. It just yeah. vibrates differently. Oh, I didn't even hear it vibrate. I'm and then like... I saw the uh, the notification. And thank God, like, if you don't know by now, Amber Alert has been called off. They found the... Yeah, it was uh, quick. Yeah. Yeah. They found the, uh, the two-year-old um, and her father. They didn't say anything, though, because they... Here's the weird thing about that story is that when the Amber Alert went out, it was like the dad was the suspect. Mm-hmm. Last seen with the with with the daughter in Brantford, left and like two accompanied by two other women. They didn't say who the other adult mm-hmm. women were, mm-hmm. and then they just said that they found the car in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there. Laurie, sorry, the father and two year old daughter weren't there but they didn't say anything about the other two women yeah I don't know I but don't then know. they found uh, they found the dad and the little girl thank god the little girl but they arrested okay. the dad right the dad, they arrested yeah. the dad yeah yeah, yeah I don't know it, it's it, it, uh, listen that's it's life and, and the heartbreaking thing about this Amber Alert that I read was when you listen to the description of the girl because they were like I think they just said yellow shirt and a diaper and I'm like yeah. oh my gosh she's a baby yeah. um, and but with my phone and like I'm happy to get the Amber Alerts. I don't want you to think that I'm not. Um, I'm all for them. But uh, but when you just leave your phone on silent mode, it doesn't wake you. Like it doesn't go bonkers. Like it doesn't. It doesn't beep. Like I don't hear anything. Yeah. Did you get it? You got it right. My right? phone's in the kitchen off, so it didn't. But Matthew's phone is on like full blast, so it went loud. Right. Yeah. Because Matthew thinks that he's going to get important business calls during the night. And he never right? does. And he never does. <laughs> Has he ever got an important business no. call during the night? Nothing. No. We, we need you to send out this press release about yeah, Law and Order yeah. right but now. Saturday mornings, his phone will ring, and it's duct cleaning. Right. <laughs> oh, those people. Now I'm going to call. Nine, I would call nine one one over the duct cleaning people. Yeah. And again, you know, people have been complaining about the Amber Alert. Again, um, won't get into that. The funny thing about those duck cleaning calls, yeah, because <laughs> we got one. I got one. I think I'm off the list now. Finally, yeah. Because for a couple of months, I was getting them like every few weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. And the last one I got, I think, was like two months ago. And prior to that, was like two weeks before, right? And I said the exact same thing to both people because they're question or what they their offer quote-unquote mm-hmm. offer was we're doing duck cleaning work in your neighborhood yeah. and we have this exclusive deal yeah and my answer is always well what neighborhood exactly. is that exactly yeah that's what i say mm-hmm. and then so i said that the second last time yeah. and they couldn't answer yeah. and i'm like i'm good and i hung up yeah and then the very last time when they said that i said what neighborhood yeah and then they didn't have an answer and i said but if it's in my neighborhood, you should know that you guys already came to my house a month ago and did the duck work, right. the cleaning. So you can't tell me that the ducks are you all people are doing shoddy work, dirtied up again. That yeah. you're offering me this deal, and there was a long pause, and he was like, "We already cleaned your house." 
I was like, yeah, yeah. don't you have it in your computer? Like, if you're on your computer <laughs> saying that you have this deal in my neighborhood, you should see that you already did work in my house. Yeah. I'm fully lying, obviously. Yeah. And then he had no answer, and he was like, okay, thank you. So you next time, do what Matthew does, which is when they call, he goes, oh, uh, I'm just on the other line with my lawyer. Um, hi, oh, John. Please, um, stop it. Nobody cares about that. You think some guy sitting in like a call center in Bangladesh cares about Matthew's lawyer? <laughs> what's that conversation? Hi, John. Yeah. Oh, so what's the conversation with John? He always tries to scare them. He's like, oh, you know what? Um, pause on the other conversation. Can you look into this call I'm oh, getting right now about Doctor? So what, all of a sudden, John, the lawyer's the <laughs> freaking FBI as well? <laughs> Stupid. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, we're waiting. What are you doing over there? YouTube? Yeah, I was just watching something. Why? Oh, what are you watching? What do you need from me? But it's that time. What time? Oh, that time. Oh, hey, Mocha, you ready? Let's do the news! Oh, dude. You were ready, bro. I wasn't ready. Listen, you yeah. You do you know how many ready. times you have not been ready? Like about a million. <laughs> I'm okay. never okay, not fine, ready. Fine. No. I take it back. I take no. it back. Okay, Mocha, back. are you yeah. ready? Yep. Let's do it. You jerk, you're going to do it again. You were going to do it again. Let's do the news! <laughs> A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Well, well, well. So Comic-Con over the weekend. Oh, boy. Was, man, like Marvel just crushed. They laid out their sort of plan for the next enough years, really. Uh, but one of the big stories, if not the big story that came out of that was when Thor director Taika Watiki made this announcement about who will be playing female Thor. There's only one person who could play that role. Only one. And she's here. I'm going to introduce her to you now. Please welcome to the stage, Natalie Portman. And then Natalie Portman comes out. They hand her the hammer. She says this. Feels pretty good. <laughs> I always had a little hammer in me. Oh. <laughs> so she returns as Jane. Yeah. So and then somehow Jane becomes Lady Thor. So Thor Love and Thunder is the name of the, the film. I love it's that. due out November 2021. Natalie's character, yeah, Jane Foster, uh, became a female Thor in the comics, so they're just going with that storyline. Perfect. Right? I so love it. I love it. It's already sort of out there in the world. Now, with everything else that's going on, so May 1st, 2020 is Black Widow. Uh, November 2020 is The Eternals with Angelina Jolie. And then... Uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of Ten Rings, February 2021st. And you were telling me, who did they cast? What's the guy's name? I can't uh, remember the guy's name. Oh, Hold on he's, he's from Toronto. He's awesome, man. Grew up in Mississauga. So funny. And he, is, he stars in Kim's Convenience. <sighs> Hold on here. Is... Oh, you have it there, Mark? Of course. Um... Hold on. I can't believe I forgot Simu this Simu Liu. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. He's so fun. I've interviewed this guy many times. Oh. He He's, wants us to call him. Does he? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. He. He's so great. The story that I read oh, in the Toronto I'm Star. I'm so happy for him, man. Is that he auditioned for this role. Yeah. Last Sunday. Okay. What? Eight days ago, he auditioned for this role. On Tuesday, he gets a call from Kevin Feige. 
offering him the job. And then they said, don't tell anyone. He told his parents. Yeah. And that was it. And then on Saturday, so two days ago, is when they announced that he's the star of this new movie. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Like a week ago, you were not a Marvel superhero. And then a week later, you are? Yeah, you're part of that like, cinematic universe. Are you kidding me? Uh, and then we have, uh, so we have that, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and then May 2021, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that. Uh, November 2021, uh, that's when Thor Love and Thunder comes out. Then you got Black Panther, uh, the Captain Marvel uh, sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy. Also, they're doing a new Blade with Mahershala Ali. Oh, wow. Uh, they hinted at a Fantastic Four movie. They just sort of oh, dropped no. that. Uh, and also X-Men and Deadpool. And, uh, and then over on Disney Plus for the streaming service, they got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, WandaVision, and What If. So there's a lot going on in that world. Storm Area 51 guy. So this yes. is the guy that created the Facebook group because his whole thing was, it was a goof, but it got out of hand. And his whole deal was Area 51 is where they keep the aliens in the spaceship. Yeah. But they can't stop all of us. So why don't we storm Area 51? We'll break down the gates. We'll break down the door. We'll show me them aliens. And then <laughs> and then a, a million people signed up to go storm Area 51, and it really got out of hand. And so then he came out to say it's a goof, but now the entrepreneurial side is coming out. It started out as just from a pure stroke of imagination. It's just meant to be funny. I want to do something cool out there now that we have a bunch of people, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. I want to make it like a festival of sorts. I want to have oh a God. bunch of different music artists, oh, yeah. everybody from the EDM world, and then maybe some indie rock, maybe some smaller guys that are up and coming. Oh, I've had yeah. a lot of people DM the page, say they want to, their bands want to play there, which would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you what I'm going to do with this now. I'm going to give young bands a break. <laughs> you think the U.S. government going to let you set up shop near Area 51? Come on, man. Over the weekend, Avengers became the highest grossing film of all time. Yes! So I believe it now goes Avengers, then Avatar, then Titanic. So James Cameron still got two out of the three. Okay, I have a question. Yes, sir. I'm massive Avengers fan. Yeah. And I am so happy that they've achieved this success. I wanted it to happen. Should there not be a little asterisk next to it, though? Because they did the first run of the movie, mm -hmm. and then they added in the extra scene or extra stuff during the credits and re-released it, quote-unquote re-released it. They re-released Avatar as well. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I didn't know Avatar, that. Avatar had two runs in the theater. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, all screw those you, movies. Avatar. All, all those movies. Too. Yeah, we did it! We won! We did it! All those movies did. Um, now, it, you know, rating for inflation and everything else, they don't take that into account and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, what are you going to do? So much was made over the weekend of Endgame becoming the highest grossing film of all time. And whenever you see those headlines, then you always see the follow-ups with, yeah, but what about if you just for inflation? And adjusting for inflation means that they take the money that a movie made way back when in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, and then they adjust it for, they adjust it for inflation, and then that movie will, of course, have made more money than Avengers Endgame. Okay, cool. But there's so many variables when it goes into adjusting for inflation, and that's one of the reasons why people don't do it. There was less option back then for entertainment. People didn't have cable there wasn't streaming services. There weren't the amount of movies that you get now. So it's really difficult to just say if you took 
a movie from 1970 sure. and released it now, would it even do well? Tastes are also different. Yeah. So it's really difficult. So what they did do was they sort of did an experiment. And instead of adjusting for inflation with money, what they did was they took the ticket price of that time and then how much the money made. And what they did is they figured out how many actual asses were in seats. So they didn't didn't base it on inflation dollar amounts. They based it on how many people actually went to see those movies. But the problem with that is, is that something like Snow White was released in 1937, 1983, 1987, and 1990. Oh no! So then you got to do the math. Then you got to do the math on that. But so that's what they've done, and they've come up with a new top ten list of the highest grossing movies of all time. So Please here we say go. Avengers Endgame is still number one. So here we go. Okay. So at number ten is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay. Okay. With if you adjusted the gross today would be nine hundred eighty-two million dollars. At number nine is The Exorcist. Oh, wow. At number eight is Dr. Zhivago. What the hell is a Dr. Zhivago? <laughs> number seven is Jaws from 1975. Number six is The Ten Commandments. You got to figure that would still do very well today. Okay. Number five is Titanic. Okay. 1997. Wow, 90, or number five. Yeah, number five is Titanic. Further down on the list than I thought. 1997. Number four is E.T. Okay. Number three is The Sound of Music. Yes. You still haven't mentioned Endgame yet? Number two is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So now it's either Endgame or it's Avatar. Is it, though? What's number one? Gone with the Wind, 1939. Oh, what you asked, okay? Man, a stupid list. No. <laughs> Avengers is number one, all right? Okay, perfect. Yeah, no inflation. problem. How about that? Oh, it finally happened yesterday. Kawhi Leonard uh, thanked Toronto. And it, everybody was like, just, I got to the point where I didn't think anything, he was going to say anything because it had just been so long. Like, he didn't do the normal thing that athletes do when they leave a city, which is you immediately release some sort of statement thanking the people from the city sure. and you're looking forward to your- a full page ad in the paper or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right? Didn't happen with Kawhi. You know what? I was okay with it. Like, so I was I. I, was, I wasn't pissed off like no. a lot of people were because- no. A, he's a fun guy. B, he's quiet. Yeah. Doesn't really say much no, anyway. So no. I was like, I'm okay with it. Was it was totally him. And also, I knew he wasn't staying. I would yeah. have loved if he would have stayed. Sure. But the conversation at the beginning of the season was that he's always wanted to go to the Clippers. Yeah. So I was okay with that. We knew. So this is Kawhi from yesterday's press conference. You know, I want to thank uh, the Toronto Raptor fans. Um, you know, I don't have social media, so I'm not able to put out a... Uh, you know, paragraph or whatever, but, <laughs> but, uh, you mean a tweet? Like I was going to say, uh, just thank off, uh, Toronto, the city, the country. Um, you know, it was a great, amazing season. Best parade ever. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the doctors for, you know, delivering, uh, my baby, my baby boy. Uh, he's three months now, still healthy. Uh, I also want to, also just want to, um, you know, thank the city as far as the restaurants, um, you know, giving up that Kawhi and dying uh, throughout the playoffs. 
uh, took advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how yeah. is it that in the world that we live in yeah. with social media, right? Yeah. yeah. Yo, they took pictures of the man buying boxes at yeah. Home Depot. If he took advantage of Kawhi and Dine, how are there, is there no photo evidence whatsoever? I fully agree. I don't know. Is I it because know. he actually didn't take part? No, he's I just think he saying, did. I think he fully did. 100%. And just everyone kept it Kawhi? Yeah, yes. Uh, Wait. And if his son was born here... Is he Canadian? He's Canadian. Yes. Well, why? Healthcare. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> so we're going to be seeing that man in town a lot. Uh the best part of that press conference yesterday, though, was Clippers owner Steve Ballmer, who, like, so pumped about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard joining the team. And when I say pumped, I mean, like, bro, you are, like, so over the top. Oh. How close were you? Oh, hold on. Uh, I have it here. I have these notes, but I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today. <laughs> pretty cool, pretty damn cool. <laughs> I'm pumped to say hello as Clippers to Paul and Kawhi. Come on, come on, come on, get up, come on, get up. Sounds like. Remember in Talladega Nights? He kind of sounds as if you were Ricky Bobby's best friend, <laughs> yeah. hyping him up. Dude, it's Cal? such a, it's such a, it's such a great clip. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so last night during the Men Tell All on The Bachelor, <gasps> yeah, da, 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 da. they teased Bachelor in Paradise. I cannot wait. And Bachelor in Paradise in the promo which debuts August 5th, by the way. The trailer just sort of starts with a few random shots, former Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants having fun on the beach, but then it also teases the first same-sex relationship in Bachelor Nation history <gasps> with Demi Burnett. I don't care who sees this. I know that I love this girl. I'm just so happy that I found her, and I can definitely picture being with her for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm here for that. There you go. I'm here for uh, love. Roz and Mocha Q&A. It's now time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Before we get to that, let me uh, hit you with a, a couple of reviews that we got recently on Apple Podcasts. These are uh, open to anyone. So if you get the Roz and Mocha Show podcast from specifically Apple Podcasts, that you can leave a rating and or review. T.A. Amour writes, amazing. I started listening to you guys in the evenings in BC about a year ago. Then I heard about your podcast. I love it. You guys are so funny and you brighten so many people's lives. Thanks for doing the podcast. M. Pickles gave us five stars. Thank you for that. And writes, these are my boys. Thank you for always bringing me hours of laughter. This podcast makes my commute to and from work fly by and sometimes to look forward to. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, you have to do it now. 
All right. Uh, Ask Razamoka. What we do is post a picture on Instagram at Kiss925 every week, and you get to load up the comment section, ask whatever it is that you want. We'll try to answer as many as we can and get somebody on the phone as well. Hello, Rachel. Hi. Now, this isn't the same Rachel that asked a question on the last podcast, is it? Uh, like with the belly button? Uh, no. Okay, so definitely not. <laughs> oh, okay. Check. Rachel okay. with the belly button. Excuse me? Yeah, when Maury, Maury put a bunch of stuff in his belly button. Oh, well, that was like forever ago. Yeah. He's always put stuff in his belly oh, okay. button, Rachel. Yeah, okay. All right, yo, what's your question? So I'm just wondering if there's any like old wives tales that um, you guys like still believe in to this day, or I know Cruz is, is young, but yeah. like, do you teach Roxy anything that is like an old wives tale? So it's not really scientifically true, but like you kind of follow it because you don't want to. Totally, totally. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Old wives tales are, are really wild. Um, my mom, like my, I remember this, like so, I think everybody's mom so vividly, you know, I used to call it mom science instead of old wives <laughs> tales because mom science was always just complete garbage, but they, they stick with it. Like my mom was the queen of, if you go outside with wet hair, you're going to catch a cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know I what think I mean? Every mom was and like that. Yeah. My mom said the same thing when I was a kid. Yeah. And I lived by that. Cause I, I thought it was, I thought it was true, you know, but it, it's not. And then I think the classic wives tales, when you start going through them, uh, one of the ones that I think everybody has to deal with at some point in their life, especially young girls, is that if you shave it, it's going to grow back thicker and more. Right? Yeah. Yeah, which is just not the case. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the case. What winds up happening is if you have hair that you get to a point in your life where you feel like you need to remove, whether it be, you know, uh, like bikini line or legs or arms or, or your face, if you're, if you're a young man you're still young and your hair hasn't fully developed into what it's going to be when you're an adult. So of course, when you start shaving it, it's going to grow back in with the appearance <laughs> of being fuller, but that's just because you're getting older. Like the beard you have when you're 15 is not the beard you have when you're 40. Yeah, definitely like, not. You know, right. you, you get a man okay. beard, you know, the, the pubes you have when you're young aren't the pubes you have when you're, when you're older, like all that stuff. But there's no scientific fact to a hair actually getting thicker and heavier. Like a hair is a hair on you, right? So there's a lot of old right. crazy wives tales, but I'm trying to think if I actually pass any of those on to, on to Roxy. I, I, I think if there's any of them, it's like, you know, TV ruins your eyesight or, or, or one, carrots of them, one of those Or carrots improve your eyesight. Or carrots improve your eyesight. Yeah. Which carrots, there's no scientific fact to carrots improving your eyesight. Or I chocolate like gives you acne. Right. Growing up, it was always like, don't sit too close to the television because you'll ruin your eyes right. and you'll need to get glasses. Yes. Right? There was those. But uh, I don't have any in my life right now that... I think that I would end up passing on to Cruz just yet. Wait, Rachel, I have a, a question. What is the uh, what are the old wives' tales that you kind of generally follow or reference back? Well, mine, my big one because my mom wears glasses was like the whole eating carrots. So I still almost follow that like today. Like I'll eat more carrots, being like, oh, I will never have to wear glasses. But like that's kind of a huge myth. But the one I follow more so now is have a drink the next day if you're hungover which has no scientific proof that it actually gets rid of your no, hangover. No, I think that actually No, works. it just gets you a little bit drunk. And then you and then you don't <laughs> well, feel and then mean, you don't you feel just, the pain. Right. Like it does that's work. Right. Uh, yeah, or isn't it like um 
Like if you're hungover, you're supposed to like chug a beer the next morning. It's called like hair that? of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it just gets you a little drunk and then you don't feel the pain anymore. <laughs> like Right. But it doesn't get rid of your hangover, it just actually no, probably just makes you drunk and then you don't notice your hangover. Yeah, it puts you back into second yeah. gear, you know? Like right. you're okay. But yeah. I kind of realized like after reading all these like old wives' tales, I kinda just I called my mom up and I'm like, You lied to me so much as a child. Like none of these are real. Right, right. Oh, you know what? Or like they're not the yes. eating and then swimming. Right. Oh God, yeah. It's no so so, so stupid. Uh, but I will I will say this one that I correct people on every single year because I'm the one that does all the holiday cooking yeah. is the old wives' tale of like uh, a turkey makes you sleepy. That yeah, the some, tryptophan. There, no, it's it's not. It doesn't exist. No, it's it not works. a thing. No, it's not a thing. Then then why do I get? It's not have. a thing. Then why do I get so sleepy after I eat turkey? Because you don't normally throughout your regular life eat the size of a meal at the time of day than you normally sit down to eat a big giant turkey dinner like that's just uh, okay, that's just yeah, the reality I, of it right like the, the whole thing of like turkey making you nuts is is crazy i grew up with my family always telling me well my grandmother always told me that you got to eat your meat if you want hair on your chest yeah so if you want to be a man I you gotta eat your that. meat because yeah. that's gonna put hair in your chest yeah wow Jeez. bro you must have eaten a lot of meat <laughs> like a lot are you that hairy i don't i don't I, think I don't. so yeah. Well, I mean, you trim, so... Do you trim down? That's no. not, like, what I you're showing trim. us right now, you don't trim I don't down? think I don't is trim. a true representation yeah. of what your body normally looks like. This yeah. is, like, not true. The matted hair under that one nipple makes your belly look like a sad face. <laughs> 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 like, it looks like it looks like your face is like has been up all night. Like, it, like the... Oh, no. Well, yeah, yeah. It looks like your nipples are super tired. <laughs> oh, it's like just shadows them right out. Yeah, old wives' tales are really interesting. Um, you know, what's another one? What like? the crack... If you crack your knuckles, your fingers will, like, stay that way. No, that's not a thing. What? Cracking, yeah. No, they say cracking your knuckles will give you um, arthritis. arthritis. That's it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's like a real thing, isn't it? No, I don't think it no, is. No, it isn't. Oh. I don't think uh, it is. What about if you cross your eyes and somebody slaps you on the back? Then it they'll stay that way. Your eyes will stay that way. Yeah, <laughs> we see uh, that that's as kids. Thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when people? Do you used ever? To say, do you ever think that old wives' tales are going to go away, or they'll just? No, no. no they're definitely not. Oh, okay. they'll, they'll be. There'll be new ones. It's. It's. It, the. The. The, right. the old wives' tales are of today are the Momo challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's all. Right. It's all stuff like that. But I remember growing up, my grandmother. I. I specifically, you know, my grandmother, you know, was a believer in, and she was a nurse her whole life, um, but she was a believer in. In, uh, that if you masturbate it, you'll go blind. <laughs> wow! I was told that too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, damn. yeah, yeah. You go blind. You keep touching that, you go blind. There'd be a lot of blind guys walking yeah, yeah, around. You keep, no, yeah. No wonder Maury's vision so bad. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was there was a need there there was a reason that the the world needed LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> it's because the generation of Gen X kids masturbated so much. <laughs> we all we all ruined our eyesight. Uh, hey Rachel, thanks very much for uh, joining us on the podcast. Thanks so much, I appreciate it. Right Take now. care, girl. Bye. All right, this is a great question from Josh. What is the earliest memory that you have? The earliest memory. This is so good. Jeez, do you know yours? I think so. Yeah. When my family and I were living in an apartment building that's actually around the corner from where this radio station really is, I remember, at least I think I do, the day that we moved from that apartment building to our first like house house. And I remember... 
my cousin was looking after me because my mom and dad were like packing the place up mm-hmm. and like I didn't want to leave the apartment. And I remember my cousin saying, your dad's not home, your dad's not home because I kept trying to go back to the apartment. Yeah. And I was in the hallway of where we had lived and I looked under the door and I could see like footsteps. And that for some reason I think is my very, what I can remember right now as being my earliest, absolute earliest memory. I don't know. So you were like, cause you don't start forming long-term memory till you're like after four. Yeah. Right. Um, Something about that moment, but I wasn't even, was I four? I don't even know. I don't think so. I think maybe, maybe I was because when we moved to that house, the school that I went to that I started kindergarten in was like half a block away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe, yeah, maybe I yeah, was four. Around, around four. Because I think mine was around that same time. I was in, like, I was in preschool. So way before even kindergarten. Yeah. I was in preschool and I broke my wrist. Oh, damn. Uh, but the funny thing is, is that I, I have no memory of actually breaking it. But what I do have a memory of is when I was at home and I was sitting on the bed and my dad came home. And he asked me, he just held my arm, like he took my, my little arm and he put it, my, my little arm in, in his hand and my hand was just hanging there. And he asked me if I could move my hand side to side, right? And I went like this and it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then he said, make a fist and lift your hand up and down. And I just remember as soon as I made a fist and I lifted my hand up and down, I remember screaming, Aww. right? And that's the end of the memory. And then... I I knew I had a cast because I've seen pictures of myself yeah. with like as a little kid with a cast on my arm and stuff. But after that moment of him saying, can you lift your arm up and down? And I remember the pain because pain is one of those things that will always stay with you. Uh, the moment of pain, you it doesn't mean that you then avoid pain because we forget how bad things actually hurt. But it was that sort of first moment where I felt real, actual bone-breaking pain wow. was one of my early earliest memories, but it's only that moment. I don't remember the moment I broke it and I don't remember the moment after I felt that pain. I remember nothing. I don't remember getting a cast on an hour later. I have no memory of that. Damn. But I remember the pain of realizing that my that my wrist was broken. I think that that's my earliest one. So I was probably around the same age as you were. Yeah. Like around four-ish. You know what else I remember when I was four? What's that? (laughs) Okay. When I was in kindergarten? Yeah. Was the first time I kissed a girl. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that specifically. Do you remember the first time you saw your mom naked? No. You don't? I don't. Do you? Really? Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember, I don't remember, it's not the first time, but do you have memories of yourself as a kid where you seen your mom naked? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why you got to do that, bro? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Okay, Maury? No, Next. hold on, hold on. Funny you should hold say on, that. Hold on. Do you, do you, you do, right? Because I think we all do. Because <laughs> yeah. I think like everybody's sort of free up to the point of, you know, there's one there's one moment. Like I don't know when the last time my mom was naked in front of me. But yeah. there was a last time. She made a call at some point that I'm not going to be naked in front of you anymore. Right. But I don't know when that point was and I don't know what triggered that point. But obviously she was a couple times too late because I have very vivid memories. Oh, vivid. Yeah. Oh, I have like, yeah. like hazy. Hazy. Yeah. Yeah. Front or back? Oh, front. Front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. that's literally mine. Yeah, but everything sort of still images. But my earliest memory, I think, is when I was living with my legal guardian Susie, and yeah. I just remember us like she was going to take me to the shower, and I just remember all I remember is boobs and how scary they were. <laughs> Her boobs. Your earliest memory was boobs. Yes. <laughs> and showering. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you don't shower much these days. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Um, Moms, huh? Hey, let's see. Oh, Laura wants to know if uh, any of our uh, any of our partners listen to the show or the podcast, and what they think about what we share about our lives mm-hmm. with the people who listen to the show. Matthew does not listen and has no idea what I say. But like your friends of his that he works oh, with, they'll don't say things and then he comes home and is he's like is this true and I always say oh they misheard it. They're they they're telling you all wrong. Wow. Right. Wow. Really? That's but all he has to do at some point is go back and listen to our podcasts. Yeah, but I haven't told him time for that. that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, does Catherine listen? Catherine will listen to a bit of the show. They listen to when we do the news and stuff. Yeah. Because that's all the time that they have when they're driving, when she's driving rocks to school. Um, but does she listen to the podcast? No. No, she does yeah, not. Yeah, no, she Jenna doesn't listen to the podcast. She listens no to the show. real interest in listening to the podcast. Daily. Yeah. Uh, we're on in Toronto, 6 to 10 a.m., Monday to Friday, and she will listen every now and then, but yeah. she won't listen to, like, the full duration of the show. Yeah. Um, she'll hear yeah. bit, bits and pieces, and she does not listen to the podcast. No, and we don't talk about the po- We don't talk about the show that much at home or, like, the, the, the details Same. of what you of what you did. Um, hold on here. There was one that I wanted to... Oh, here. Um, I love people watching. What's the strangest or funniest thing you've ever watched a stranger do? Oh boy! I told I told you this story the other day. I'll tell it now. When I was in when I was living in New York, um, it was the early '90s, so New York was still there were parts of New York that were still very very sketchy then, and there was a lot of crazy characters that you just tolerated in your neighborhood, right? Yeah. And um, every day there was a guy that would walk up my street because I was going to work early then. And I remember like six o'clock in the morning on on weekends, I would still get up and I would go downstairs to this coffee shop and I would see this dude all the time. And he was, I don't know whether he was like homeless or what his situation was, Yeah, but he would walk up and down the street in a halter top, like a crop top and women's pantyhose, but only in the women's pantyhose, he had no underpants underneath. Right, oh, no. and so you know in movies, you know in movies, when somebody's robbing a bank, yeah, yeah, and they put the pantyhose over your face. You know what happens to the nose, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's what everything looked like <laughs> down there, right? Oh, man. Yeah, that's what everything looked like. But he would just oh. walk around like that. That's so weird. Yeah, and like the hair and the smush and the everything else. So to me, that's like I didn't know the man, and so to me, that's like a thing that I watched a stranger do was just walk freely in one of the biggest cities in the world uh, in uh, women's un- women's. Um, pantyhose and no underpants. What is the strangest thing that you've ever seen somebody do, Maury? I think it was last summer when I was down by the water sitting there enjoying uh, the sand and people watching and there was a guy that was eating a turkey leg and had a bleeding nose at the exact same time. (laughs) 
And what? Blood was gushing out of his nose, but he kept insisting on eating the turkey leg while trying to deal with the bleeding nose. Was he nose. with anybody? No, he was alone, but it was just fascinating because he was trying to cover the nose with Kleenex yeah. and eat the turkey leg at the same time, but blood was dripping everywhere, <laughs> and it was so fascinating to me. And then he just got up and left, but there was a pool of blood everywhere. It looked like a murder scene. Was he with anybody? No. No. No, just alone eating a turkey leg with a bleeding nose. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> I saw a guy in, in a car doing stuff. What stuff? Like drugs? No. Oh, like sexy like sex things. Stuff? Like sex stuff? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But he was alone. Oh! <laughs> was it Maury? What's that? No, no. it was not Maury. <laughs> no. I saw that one time when I was... Years ago, I saw what, that. Maury? No! <laughs> no! Years ago, years ago, I saw that. Which really? to me, I, I, I just... Like, middle of the day. Did you watch? Middle of the day. No, but as you're passing, sometimes when you're on a highway and you pass, right? Yeah. If you're only going a couple of kilometers difference, you have sometimes like a good six, seven seconds oh, of sure. where you're almost window to window, yeah. right? And I was working and I remember I was in the truck and we were driving down the 401. I was coming into Toronto for the day and I looked over and there was a guy driving with his, and it wasn't even that it was just out. It was pants at knees. But like, okay, hold on. How into it do you have to be whatever it's a podcast how yeah. horny do you have to be super, when you're on super. on the highway yeah. that you have to take care of yes. that situation okay. at but that did moment? you see if there yes. was a phone because maybe he was like no, FaceTime no more this is there was no phones oh so like he was not like he was showing somebody no, like on camera no this was a man alone at 2 o'clock in the afternoon which is horny as hell yeah, on, the highway. On, the, on the 401 just doing, and who cares, man? Like, you know, do your thing, bro. Just be safe, right? He Did he see that on. you saw? Did he, he see that you saw? On. No, I, I don't. I don't think he cared yeah, he because he, 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 was, he was in the zone. Yeah, he was just like he was in a K car with no tint, right? You know what I mean? And you remember those? They have velour seats too, right? Yeah, totally. Like I'm like, dude, that's a messy. Let's <laughs> be careful. Yo, um, my family love K cars, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we had like two of them. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. So I saw that one time, which was uh, which was weird. But yeah, no, I, I enjoy I, when people do weird stuff. Man. Yeah, I like the it. only thing like right now I could think of is uh, I remember on the highway there was a person who was eating chicken wings, but they were driving, yeah. and in I don't know how they how they did this, but like they had the the styrofoam container fully open, holding it with one hand, and the other hand, they were eating chicken wings, but like quickly, and then taking the bones and like throwing them out the window yeah. onto the highway. Oh, sure. A hundred percent. My Catherine does that. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it was Catherine I saw. because are the bones biodegradable? No, birds eat them and stuff like that. They pick all the stuff off the bones. Listen, my, my Catherine is one of those people that they you see on the highway, and you're like, what the hell is this broad doing? Catherine will go to the drive-thru at Swiss Chalet, yeah. get a quarter chicken meal on the bone with fries and sauce, yeah. put it on her lap, crack open that plastic container and hit the 401 <laughs> where she's with a fork and knife fork on her lap. Knife? Yeah, oh, on her on. lap, okay? Come on. On her lap with yeah. the full bone uh, rotisserie chicken while driving. Well, if you're hungry, you got to eat. Um... Lewis asks, how many times a day do each of you call your spouse and for how long? Um, I have a feeling Lewis's partner calls him a lot yeah. and he wants to know if it's normal. Yeah. Sometimes once a day. 
Yeah. We text constantly. But Same. as far as like a phone call or a FaceTime, it's usually when she's in the car and Rox is with her where they have something to tell me. Yeah. Right? Now, now if my phone rings, it's not usually Catherine. It'll say Catherine on my call display, but I just know it's Roxy. Yeah. Right? Like FaceTiming me because Rox just loves FaceTiming. And so she'll just do that. Like it's usually, it's usually the kid, not so much, not yeah. so much Catherine. I yeah. call Jenna every single day when I leave the show. Yeah. I give her a call just to see how her morning's doing. Um, and then we would, well, we're home together yeah, a lot day. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. but when other times it would usually, yeah, probably be once or yeah, maybe once. twice a day. Yeah. yeah. Maury? I'm you, not allowed to phone him. That's right. Uh, yeah. But we text, to call. and text but I, he comes home for lunch, and I pretend to sleep. But Maury's husband comes home for oh lunch, and, and Maury checks the clock right before he gets there. Goes into the bedroom, crawls into the, under the covers, and pretends to sleep so he doesn't have to interact with his own husband. Does, <sighs> does Matthew ever um, walk into that? the bedroom when you're sleeping just to like see? If you're actually... Oh, there are sometimes where he'll come over and give sleeping. me a kiss and then I'll just pretend I'll be like, mm, and I'll roll over. Oh my God, <laughs> really? Isn't that crazy? Because I know I'm going to see him later. It's all good. But why not just hang with them? Yeah. Oh, I'm very busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, Brittany asked... Okay, this is so stupid. Mm -hmm. So weird. Do you remember the days when we used to have pennies? Now, what even is a penny? What is something you remember the days of? Weren't pennies around like up until like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, yeah. Three years ago? Yeah. So it wasn't that long that pennies. No, it's true. We're not in circulation. No. It's something you remember the day of. Yeah, like back in the day, things that just aren't, that don't exist like anymore. Like $1 bills or $2 bills. I remember those. I still have them. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember bills. I remember um, when everybody first got bank cards. Oh, that was a real big deal. Right? Like, I remember back in the day when you didn't have a bank card, and if you needed money, you had to go to the bank. Yeah. But do you remember withdrawal slips where you'd yeah, have to actually fill out all the yes, forms? because there were no bank cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for the longest time, I didn't. I refused to get a bank card because I liked the interaction at the bank. Yeah. I yeah. liked going in and doing the process of filling out how much money I needed from my account yep. or I need to go and deposit this check because I like the interaction. Yeah, of course. Uh, but then as soon as I got that bank card life, See, oh boy. I, I still line up if I need to do something. Yeah. Because uh, I've never deposited money into an ATM. Oh, really? it's fine. Now. You don't have I've to use never, an envelope. It no, just counts it for you. No, I've never put ca yeah. I've never put cash or a check into an ATM. I go my, to the bank every now and then for no. for certain things, but uh, depositing money or checks or anything like that. No, I will always sure. I'll always stand in the line and wait for the teller. Do you know that yeah. you can even yeah. deposit a check with your camera? Yeah, I don't I don't do that either. You don't do the phone one? No. Nope. Oh, I do it right away. No, man. As soon as I get a check, I do that, and money goes in the Dude, account yeah. right away. I don't, I don't have time to wait for the money. Yeah. What do you mean, wait for the money? I like to deposit it right away so I can use it. Oh, yeah, see. Yeah, but you don't use it towards, like, things that would help benefit your life. You, like, you wouldn't use it to help pay a bill or... No, no. Yeah, no, you put it towards, like, Uber Eats and No, stuff. I put it in the bank so it brings me back to zero. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's paying off his overdraft. <laughs> right? I remember when uh, you would go to the, the gas station and you used to get, um, when you'd fill up, you would get cassettes or cups. They used to have gifts for filling up your tank at the gas station. That's true too. They did. Yeah. I grew yeah. up, one of my best friends growing up, his old man owned the, the local gas station and uh, used to go in there and it was so funny because back in the day, imagine this for just a second. Like imagine just for a second. So first of all, it was a full serve gas station, yeah. right? So you that would means just, when they come to your you car would, and fill you it up. You would pull in and just sit in your car and it was either 
my buddy after school or his dad or his mom or his sister who all worked there, oh, they, wow. would, they would go out and they would fill your, they would fill your car and then they give you the, the money like from the window. They would roll their window down and give you the money and then maybe give you a little bit of a tip and everything else. But the one thing that I remember the most about the gas station is that everybody smoked. Yeah. <laughs> at the gas station? Yeah. At yeah. the gas station. Yeah. yeah. Like when Jeez. you when you walked in, so first of all, you would walk into the gas station and imagine you walking into a place where it was a counter with a cash register. Um behind them was just cartons and cartons of cigarettes because yeah. people just come in and buy smokes. And then in that area, there was no store. Like you couldn't buy chips or anything. It was just a small couch, a fridge that was full of Pepsi that you could buy just like single cans. And on top of it was like their own television set. Yeah. So they would just like watch Blue Jays games or whatever while you were in there. So we would just go into the gas station and hang out. We would just go in and kick it. Yeah. And everybody just smoked. But it was everybody smoked. When I say this, like cars would pull up to be filled and he would light one up, <laughs> walk out to the car, walk out to the Holy. car. The guy's like, give me 20. And you're like, okay, cool. So you go and you undo the gas cap. The old man would put the 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 thing in the, in the, the what do you call that? The nozzle, nozzle in the car and just stand there and lean on some guy's car smoking a cigarette while filling up. <laughs> wow. Like I remember those days where everybody, I, everybody I smoked. I remember my parents, my dad, when he smoked, like I remember my parents would turn down like dinner invites from other couples' houses if they knew that they couldn't smoke in their house. Dude, when you really? would go to restaurants, they had to, they had cigarette machines. Yeah. yeah, my dad would turn it down. He's like, I'm not going there, I can't smoke. What am I gonna do? Go outside? Like some sort of like the dog? <laughs> yeah, they would turn really? down invites. Oh hell yeah. I think I yeah. remember, or am I making this up? Were you ever allowed to smoke on airplanes? Yes. yes. Are you kidding you me? You were, right? Yes. Like yeah. they had smoking sections on airplanes. Yes. Because I think as a kid, I remember. Dude, going can... on a flight from Toronto to England with my parents. Yeah. And it, this was back when they, I don't know if they do it now any, anymore or not, but they used to allow, like if the parent would ask the stewardess, hey, can I bring my kid up to visit the cockpit? They can't do that Say anymore. hi to the pilot. And I remember specifically walking past a bunch of people yeah. who were smoking as we were making our way yeah. to the cockpit to go talk to the pilot. And I only until recently, it's only been the last like maybe five years where those planes are finally out of circulation. Like you would still get on a plane three or four mm -hmm. years ago and you would go to the bathroom and they would have that little metal ashtray that still flipped out of the wall. And even in your seat, it would yeah, be, but it'd be it, locked but up. It would be locked up, yeah. like all the seats. But those planes still existed. I used to sit, next to, my, I used to sit next to my papa and he would be smoking when we went to California. Yeah. He'd be sitting right next to me smoking. Damn. Yeah, isn't that nuts? You used to be able to smoke in the malls oh, and everything. Oh my God. I remember, like, I used to, we used to go to Stone Road Mall in Guelph. Yeah. And we, it was me, my mom, and my dad. And my mom would go into a store, and my dad and I would sit on the bench in front of the store and just smoke cigarettes. Really? Yeah. We would go to, we would go to Square One, right? Back when Square One had brown tile, because every mall in the 80s had brown tile. <laughs> yeah. Right? Square One, big up Mississauga. Yeah, yeah, terracotta brown tile. Everything had that, and a fountain. And I remember in front of every store, there was just all benches and all those benches were just full of dads smoking while their wives wow. shopped. 
every single store, every single store had a bench in front of it and with a huge, giant ashtray. When I'm talking like a big ashtray, I mean like an ashtray. Like comically big. Like an ashtray that was the size of like a manhole cover. Right. And just full of sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, like you would just put it in. Yeah. You would just dump it, dump it in the, put it in the sand to extinguish the cigarette. Last thing for her question. Do you remember McDonald's when they used to have styrofoam containers for your burgers? Oh, yes, very much so. For the Big Mac and everything? Do you remember styrofoam? Right. Yeah, I yeah. do actually, yeah. sort of. Yeah. And for some reason, the filet of fish had styrofoam <laughs> containers when everything else had gone to the cardboard. They still would use yeah. styrofoam for the filet yeah, of fish. Yeah, you know what? I remember specifically when my dad used to take us to McDonald's for breakfast. Yeah. And we'd get the uh, pancakes. They would come in a styrofoam flat yes. tray. Yes. Yeah. Flat yeah. Trey, yeah. yeah. And if That's you crazy. tried, if you tried, like a dick, if you tried <laughs> yeah. to use a fork and knife to cut one of those pancakes, you end up cutting no. through the entire yeah, bottom. The entire and then there would just be like a volcano of <laughs> of uh, syrup that would just start leaking out of the bottom. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, Adil it's too asks, fragile for if, fork and knife. If you could replace your laugh with an animal sound, what would it be? And also, you have to make the animal sound. Oh, oh like cat meows? <laughs> yeah. What would Maury's? Because you meow, like meow. yours is weird because you have a um, almost like a like a machine gun laugh, but it also it ends in a wheeze. Yeah, I think a genuine for Maury. I think if it was a genuine sounding uh, donkey laugh. Oh see, yeah, like see, but now I have call. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or no, I would say like uh, an overly excited okay. like orangutan would be more. That's true. Right? <laughs> no, orang- that's, that's a monkey. That's orangutan. A monkey. Orangutan. What's the, what, I don't know what sound orangutan makes. Try. Is it more? Well, like- no. What sound do you think an orangutan makes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more yeah. of a gorilla. Uh, okay, so an orangutan is not a monkey. Do you or know a gorilla. what a, an orangutan is? Yeah, it's like a monkey, or it's a between a monkey and a gorilla. <laughs> Ginger monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would my, I think mine would probably be like a uh, hyena. Yeah, you right? would want that, eh? I would, I would think that that's what my, my laugh, if I had to yeah. equate it to How do, What do hyenas sound like to you? The way I laugh, like, <laughs> like, I think cartoon hyenas sound like that. There you go. I don't know if. <laughs> what, real would, what would yours be? Yeah. Ozzy's would be a lion. No. <sighs> like, a, like, a deep, like a deep lion roar. No. no. Who wants to be around that? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to tell a joke and like have somebody lion roar at them? Like that's not. Yeah. That's not no, fun. Ross, yeah. What would yours be? Let's see. An animal sound for your laugh. Yeah, I don't know. An animal sound. What other animal sounds? Like it has to be something there? almost serious. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Just one single duck call. <laughs> one right? duck? Yeah, one duck. No, you duck. don't sound like a duck. Oh, like a hippo. What sound does a hippo make? No, they make, they, the hippos have like a deep. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Have a deep sounding noise that they make that's a little bit crackly. Elephant. Uh, no, I'm not talking no. elephant. Um, hippos are nocturnal. Did you know that? What does that mean? Oh, like they sleep all day. <laughs> Hold on. What do you think it means? <laughs> like they sleep all day and they're, no, they sleep all day and they're up all night. Yes. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that about hippos. I've well, seen. Did you hi- learn that about hippos? Uh, I don't know when but I saw. But they're awake I, at the I zoo. I, I, I don't know where I was. Yeah, because they they shouldn't be though. Um, I think they <laughs> poke them and stuff. <laughs> oh, poor guys. Come on, lazy bones. The people are here. 
And that's why that's why they get all pissed off and they spray diarrhea on everyone. <laughs> right? You ever seen a hippo poop, Maury? No. So a hippo poop, this is what they do. So a hippo will stand there, right? And imagine how large a hippo poo is. Oh, right? I can only imagine. So hippos stand there and they start pooing. And once the poo starts exiting the hippo, the hippo then takes their little hippo tail and they helicopter spin it. And so as the poo is coming out, they helicopter spin their tail and it it sprays everywhere. Oh it's, it's like it's 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 at that point almost weaponized feces, Brian. You've never seen that never before? seen this. Hold on, let me get it on my phone. Oh my god. Yeah, to, get it get it on your do, phone. Do, do I don't need have? that. I don't need that in my browsing hold history. On, hold on. Hold on. I'll find this for you. Give me a second. Oh Hippo. my god. No. How come there's no warning sign at the zoo? Because the hippo's right. supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, hold on. Here, here. Come here. Come here and watch this real quick. What is this on on YouTube? Yeah, come yeah. Here. Come here. Come here and watch this real quick. Here, I'll show it to you. So you see, there's people at a zoo, right? So they see the hippo. He's coming up out of the water. See that little tail of his? Mm-hmm. Watch what he does with it when he starts to poop. Watch. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Listen to all that gas coming out yeah. too. Oh my bro. god! <laughs> yeah. He literally uh, sprays it yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like, <laughs> slapping poo at everyone. That's so gross. Yeah. All right. Every week you're going to see on Instagram at Kiss925 a picture that reads Ask Razamoga. That's where you ask your question. That's where we find one of you to join us on a future episode. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to rate and review Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Frequency Network. Everywhere is where you find the Razamoga Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Razamoga Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss925.com or download the Kiss925 app.